The Bostonian is Matt Peralt. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered. You covered. Well, I covered. Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Welcome to a Monday episode of the Bostonian versus the book. Happy Feast Week, boys and girls, and welcome to the post F1 edition of the Bostonian versus the book. Made Dave it. And Matt Peralt, we're live. We're here. We made it. We're all okay. In the wake of what went on with F1. We got a lot of good things to get to on the program today. We are live on YouTube and on Twitter. Our chat is already rocking and rolling here today on our YouTube channel at Boston versus the book live on Twitter as well. Replayed on Sirius XM channel 159 and on sports grid TV, which is, I think the last time I saw you professionally, Dave was on sports grid TV last Friday night, which we appreciate all you guys coming in and watching Dave and I do that show. It's a lot of fun. We don't control the chat. I know there's been a lot of chatter in our chat about their chat. We don't control it. It's sometimes it's open, sometimes it's not. This I think it's going to be open after the representation that uh, oh. brigade and people showed up and came with. Oh, yeah, they did it right, boys and girls. Thank you I again like for being there. Thank you for being here. That's great. Yeah. So I was told that uh, yeah, every time Peralt and Sherapan, Sherapan and Peralt get together Ooh. on Sports Grid, they're going to open that chat up. I love it. That's phenomenal. Great to yeah. hear that. So yeah. this is a reminder of the what the week is going to look like. We're going to be on here Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. That's it. And then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I am going to very much try Thursday and maybe even into Friday. I'm going to try to do a detox. <laughs> I'm going to try to sh- – I'm actually going to try to stay off all social media for Thursday. I'm going to challenge myself to not tweet, to not post, to not look, to not open, nothing on Thursday. Don't know if that's going to happen or not, but in case you're wondering, like, where did he go? Where's Matt? What's going on? Why aren't you posting? That's why. Just a heads up. I'm going to attempt to do this just to get a a reset. Just spend time and just focus on the next couple of months, but clean the palate of all social media nonsense. So we are off Thursday and Friday. So Wednesday, I don't know what sports grid will do with the show on Wednesday. My gut tells me they're going to run it on Wednesday and Thursday night. I don't know what they do on Friday and Saturday because, well, the show's not going to be live or recorded the same way. So I don't know what the future will be uh, for our replays on SiriusXM and SportsGrid, but we'll, I guess we'll figure that out later. Uh, I am I am working on SportsGrid Friday and Saturday, so you will see me doing stuff, just not uh, BVB will be off Thursday and Friday for us right. on that. Okay, let's start obviously with what happened this weekend because it's – um, and if you're a chief fan, sorry today, you're just going to have to suck it up and deal with it. With what, what you're going to have to look at all day. What are we talking about? What do you mean? <laughs> it's a lot what of Eagles. Doing? It's a lot of Eagles stuff. If you're a chief fan that you're going to deal with today. We will get to your game later in the program, but the Las Vegas Grand Prix did happen on Saturday night. After months of prep, we did end up seeing this event happen in the wake of it. What are you, what are your thoughts on Saturday night? I mean, I thought it went off pretty well, mm-hmm. to be perfectly honest. Um, we got guys that are race guys, like Addison, said it was a good race. It's not for everybody. 
Um, it's faster than I thought. The actual race, race itself. itself. 50 laps. It's quick. 50 laps is quick. I'm really, I mean, I guess I'm just from the NASCAR world where you run 500 miles and like, it's just a oh, lot different. Man. You know, it's just a lot longer. Um, but all the talk of the weather and all the talk of this and oh, that. They got lucky though, Dave, with the weather. Oh, they if got they were lucky. going tonight or last night, it would have been a complete. I don't think they would have raced. I agree with you. It was, they literally got 12. They got it in 12 hours before Armageddon hit here. I mean, they shut down. They legitimately shut down the I-15 corridor between California and Nevada because of the wind causing a dust storm where you couldn't see 10 feet in front of your face. Listen, I just was down at the Circa and drove back. It's still windy as hell outside. I mean, people are walking, holding their eyes and stuff because there's so much. It's it's dusty. It's it's windy as hell. Would have been bad news. I'm glad the race went off. I am. And by some reports, like, I don't know. I went down last night to Caesars mm -hmm. and met a kid that I went to grade school with. It was awesome because we haven't seen each other. He moved the to town over. And when you're in eight years old, yeah, it's <clears throat> nine years old. When one of your best friends moves to the town over, you might as well move to the moon. Right. And I get to see him. And then, you know, he ended up playing football at Maryland and wow. um, it was wild because we were commiserating a little bit last night, comparing notes. And uh, he's like, yeah, I played at Penn state. I said, Danny, I was at the game. You know, he had 10 catches. He was a player to game, all this wow. stuff. It was incredible. So just comparing notes now. And now he's a, he's a girl dad nice. um, being grown ups and having kids and talking about health and all this other stuff. I tell him the stroke story. Can't believe it. I knew his dad. He's gone. He knew my dad. He's gone. Just, but the buzz was still in the casino. Like, it was still a lot of people mm. doing gambling things or spending time in the casino, gambling, eating. Uh, the book was wall-to-wall -wall people for the Sunday night game, which wasn't that great of a game, but it turned out to be a, a good game mm. competitive-wise. Mm. I think the city comes out looking great. Do you? I think... I tweeted this, the pregame show, the ramp up, I had watched F1 pregame shows before. So I wanted to see what they did for Las Vegas versus say Miami or Dubai or some of the other races that I have watched over the years from the Sky Sports coverage of F1 because ESPN2 didn't do the wrong. They just let Sky Sports do it. They just took the broadcast from Sky Sports and just right. rebroadcasted it, which was a smart move because of the expertise that they bring. It would have been difficult for ESPN to get a group together that could have done better than what Sky Sports did. But they did an amazing job of telling the story of Las Vegas to the world. Like they went back to the, the very beginning of the Native Americans as to why this valley was the valley they picked to settle. The aquifers and the location and the mountains and Mount Charleston and just the ways that they all came through here and why here. And then why different miners came here and then why settlers came here and then how did it get to be a population boom the hoover dam was that massive project casinos started to cater to that type of working class person 
and that was the origins of Las Vegas in terms of how the you know the mob and Bugsy Siegel and how it grew from Fremont Street then to the Strip. It was cool. It, I mean, I knew all of it, but it was nice to see that being told to the world. Like this is what Las Vegas is. So that type of publicity you cannot pay for. Like that is an unbelievable opportunity for the city to be, you know, the story of Las Vegas being told. I right. did not know that Las Vegas means the meadows. I did not know that. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I should have known that, but I did not know that. I don't know Spanish well enough, but I did not know what Las Vegas is. Madeline asked me one day, what was Las Vegas means? And I was like, you know what? I know what Los Angeles means. I don't know what Las Vegas means. That's interesting. But so I learned that <laughs> through the whole process, but that was from right. the aquifers and the water that's underneath us and lake, you know, the lakes that are around and whatnot. So yes, I think for, for the night of, it was a very good night for the city of Las Vegas. I don't think it was a question. I mean, there was a lot of awkward moments, like a guy trying to chase Shaq down. No, Shaq that's typical, though. That That's his gag. That's not uh, – no, no, no. Every single time. He does that on purpose. Well, that's but I mean, thing. it was just – but the whole thing, there was a lot of like yeah, – that's awkward. He, he, he tracks down celebrities, and they tell him to buzz off all the right. time. It's, it's really yeah, funny. It's part of the reason why okay. they let him do it because it's hysterically funny to watch him walk up to people, and they're like, get away from me. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you. Get away from me. It's yeah. So I mean, Martin Hewer, Martin Martin something or other. I forget his last whatever name. Whatever it was, I mean, some people like that. Some people. I, I I was just like, can we get to the race? Like a lot. Oh, you know, on myself well, Saturday night, like after yeah. a long day of football, and watching games, and um, you know, we had a bunch of people that had reached out or had watched the show Friday, and we kind of nailed a lot of the college yep. um games, and you know, the Kansas State made you sweat all the way down to the end, and it was like, man, is this really going to happen? I mean. Um, but I don't know. Uh, and by all accounts, you know, I think people now know if they would have just told everybody that lived here that we're going to be a traffic nightmare for six months and we have to change everybody's habits and all this other stuff, I think it would have been a little more receptive. Look, I believe in that too. Coming back, yeah. No, I, mean, I agree. No yeah, with they're, are, they're already taking you know tickets right right now. You can put your deposit down for tickets for 2024. So, yes, I would say they are coming back. But I, I think one of the problems that they have and that they're going to have is that it is a three day event that really caters to the rich and the famous. It doesn't cater to the average person. And when you have the drivers on the side of the average person, you had Max Verstappen, you had a bunch of other drivers who came out and said, look it, one, this is not a race, this is a show. Number two, this really is about the upper class. This is not about, you know, people are saying they want a GA ticket to be affordable for everybody. Say, work on that, Las Vegas. Make it so everyone can go to this. Don't make it so it's such a rich person's event. Because look it, the reports are already coming out. Dealers at the win on Saturday night, they split a million dollars in tips. Yeah. A million. <laughs> like this is and high that's a, roller that's a dream central. For for a lot of people, like that's that's gonna make their holiday, you know, shopping, everything. Like, I mean, to get a, a bump of that magnitude is tremendous. I mean, who who makes twenty eight hundred in a night? I mean, right. that's what the cut was, something like that. Other places made 1500 in a night yeah it's great i mean that's but they raise the minimums i mean vegas does what vegas does vegas right, makes it you know they charge you the price that you'll pay and the people that's, that came will yeah. pay 
but it did block out. I mean, you could have stayed for resorts fees. You could have stayed on Saturday night at certain properties, like zero dollar, forty buck resort fee. You could have stayed on the strip at certain. Yeah, with, <laughs> like, with, without a doubt, without a doubt, there was not the spillover that you're going to see with the Super Bowl where you're going to see every hotel room be booked and you're going to see every restaurant be jammed and every club have huge lines. You didn't see that. You saw all the upper end stuff. They crushed it. And that's been the reports. I mean, people on Twitter were saying back to me, people that run in that circle in the high, high upper end circle said every report I've heard, it was an incredible weekend. I said, yeah, if your net worth was a million dollars or higher, you had a ball. You thought it was the most amazing thing ever. The parties and the, the, you know, the influencers, every single influencer on the planet was here. For that event, I'm not sure any of them care about the race or care about F1, but they knew it was a place to be seen globally. So they came in to take their pictures and take their videos and do their reels and whatever while they were here, which is all great for Las Vegas because it makes people go, oh, man, I want to go to there. I want to go to that. Like, let's go to Vegas. Let's figure that out. So for that reason, it's good. But, you know, Max Verstappen hammered the race. Other racers talked about the fact that it wasn't for, you know, the race car fan or wasn't for the, 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 the only for the high end people. And you had, you know, locals went to work during the race and they ripped down all of the, the black scaffolding that they'd put up across the walkways. Oh boy. They ripped it all down. They were like, you know, and I, and that, it might not seem like a big thing, but to me, I can I think that shows something, you know, some of the anger that fans that 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 fans had that they were mad that they were like you know what you know i i can't afford to buy a $50,000 ticket but i can rip this down <laughs> and watch the race so people will find ways around anything like there's i, I don't know i i know i didn't really want to leave the house um i waited until race was over to go down to the strip and and like see my guys and right I don't know what they're going to do going forward. I don't think they're going to change much at all. Well, I, I, I agree. I, I think that the once you do year one, year two becomes much easier to do because you understand it more. So, but the paving still has to happen. They still have to pave the strip. Well, hopefully they screwed a manhole covers in uh, a little bit tighter and all that other stuff, like all the, all the hiccups and bumps. And Well, because this is a big hiccup. Class action lawsuit is being seeked by those spectators, and there are thousands of them who are kicked out of practice who won at least $30,000 in damages for being kicked out of practice by F1 while the second practice was going on by no fault of their own. Could they have done better than give people a $200 voucher considering, and I'm not kidding you, a keychain was costing $140. A keychain. Expensive. The, uh, the hats the, were over a hundred dollars. You couldn't buy two things in in the gift shop. If you went in, people were showing this that the two hundred dollar voucher. If you went into the official F one store, you could get one thing, one thing, for two hundred dollars. Yeah, you know they're a bad look now all over. <laughs> yeah, right. You can go buy whatever you want now. There's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff. Um, there's a lot of stuff for sale right now. If you guys need anything, let me know. We'll see what we can get you. But there's a lot of F1 merchandise in stores locally right, right now. I saw it myself. Um, supply and demand. Mm. Supply and demand. I'm glad they did it. It looked amazing on TV. I've driven by it, seen it as it was being done. 
I don't know. I think F1 was better. It's the argument about like football. Would you rather watch a football game on TV or go in person? Would you rather watch an F1 race in person or watch it on TV? On TV. There's not even a question. I don't think there is either. Not even a debate. I mean, it's too fast. It cool uh, every, TV. Right. every like, video I've seen, I'm like, you paid how much money to watch a car go by 50 times? Like, that's what you paid for. Doom, 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 doom. Like, okay, you do it once. That's fun. Two times. Okay, that's neat. After the third time, it's boring. There's nothing else to watch. And you're seeing literally a car go by in a blink. It's 200 miles per hour. You're not watching a race. That's the difference with NASCAR. Because when you're up high on NASCAR, you can see the entire oval. You can watch the entire race. You can see how it's unfolding and you watch the start finish line. You can't see anything if you're down on the track by the sphere. Like that's not, that's yeah. not where you, you're not going to see this, the, the finish. You're watching the thing on the, on the screens they put up all every, everywhere. And you're essentially paying 50 grand to watch a gate, watch a race on TV. Yeah. Um, put up a poll, which okay. we do on the live, you know, YouTube, when you're watching it live, you can go in and vote. Would you rather watch a football game in person or on TV? Is that really not everybody gonna... watches F1. I'm just curious for football because we're going to talk about football. Everybody's talking about football. I think it would be overwhelming that you would rather watch an F1 race on TV. It's just, I mean, it's for the, the car guys or something might want to be there. I'm glad I got to experience it with a pit pass, NASCAR. I'm it's totally different, it. though. But it's NASCAR. NASCAR is totally different than, I mean, I, I, I watched – I mean, I've saw a thousand videos and I was like, you know what? It's like, this is totally different. Watching a NASCAR race one, it's way longer. And two, there's way more action. Like it was, a, they said that was a really action packed race and that they were really excited. I mean, Max Verstappen got a five second penalty for running a guy off the track in the first two seconds of the race. And that changed things a lot. He yeah. still won. He still won. <laughs> they gave him a five second penalty and the guy still won. So it, it, you know, when you're the best, you're the best and you're the best equipment, you're the best driver. And you just dominate. And I, I mean, yeah, there were passing and yeah, there was some contact and one guy, you know, uh, Lando Norris went flying off the track and went into one of the safety barriers. So you had some of those, you know, the flaw, the fiery Is that his actual name Lando. I don't know. It goes by Lando Norris. I mean, the only Lando I ever knew was, was Lando, Lando Calrissian. Calrissian. Correct. So maybe he was named after Lando Calrissian. And Lando Calrissian was a cool dude. He was. In those movies, I mean, multiple like, multiple movies now with Lando, multiple actors who that, played Lando. Yeah, for those of you that don't know, that's a Star, Star Wars, Wars insider thing. <laughs> Lando Calrissian was my guy. I love Billy yeah. D. And uh, yeah, Lando, unfortunate, and then like quick, like what? He's out. What happened? And then I don't know. the The kids were out at bowling, and then they came home, and everybody settled in, and we watched the race, and you know. The older ones were like, I'm done. They, they didn't make it to the end. And Jess was asking me a lot of questions that I didn't have the answers to. I'm like, can we just, maybe they'll tell us why no. this guy's doing this or that. I no. didn't know. You know, it was and, slick as hell. It was dusty and really slick. And the whoo. tires were not warm like they were afraid of. The no. tires were not warm. And so that was causing a very difficult situation for the drivers. And yes, uh, RJ is asking, did F1 really tell Vegas that this will be the best thing in the history of ever? Yes, they did tell us this was going to be the greatest event that Vegas has ever held. 
And some people actually parroted that on Saturday night. Saying this is the greatest thing that Las Vegas has ever done. And I was just like, what are you? Really? Yeah. People were saying on TV. Yeah. They're like, this is, I've never seen the city be look, looking better. I've never seen the eyes of the world on Las Vegas like this. This is a mate. And I'm just like, bro. And like, they had that like piff guy what? due to the, the, the opening with the monologue and then that other. Oh, guy. that whole thing. Did you watch was, that? Oh, it was so awkward. It was so awkward. Madeline was like, is he reading a poem or is he talking? I was like, I think it's a poem, but I don't really know. Like, I, I couldn't get over the eyes. Like, he freaks me out. Like, I think he's an amazing actor, but the eyes were really weird. Like, when you're staring at the camera and the amount of Botox he has around his eyes, like, his, so his cheeks don't move. It's just bizarre. Like, I was, I was like, this is a really weird intro. I was like, I don't really understand why you guys are doing this, but. There's so, a lot I mean, of hype. There's a there's a lot of hype involved with a lot of things that Vegas does. Yeah. I it was would, the most disruptive. I'll give you that. It was the most disruptive thing Vegas has ever done to the people who work here and live here and the yeah. overwhelming number of people. If you take just the race and you cut out the race on Saturday and you remove the event itself, I would my gut tells me that, that the F1 is polling somewhere around 10% approval rating in the city. The event right. was good. Saturday was good. If it wasn't, it was if it was a disaster, it would have been even worse. But a lot of people who went came away saying this was a really fun thing. Like this was cool. Now let's fix this. Let's make this better. Let's figure out how to make it less problematic and make it easier for the people so this is not a recurring six-month drama because it's going to be two months of takedown. The strip today, you can't drive on it, okay? Right. Like you got to move. You're moving around. Streets are closed. It, there's even after the thing's over, we're still dealing with the, with the way in the wake of, of F1. I had to get the Caesars from the South end of the strip. Cause I was over there yesterday. Right. Um, in the afternoon, I had to go see the hat guy about some things and whatever. And then I drove down there and got off the freeway and like drove. What was the race? Like okay. to get to Las Vegas Boulevard it was an accident it was it took forever and i was just like oh i can't wait till we go back to normal a little bit but it right. was pretty cool to see the post like they got to tear all this stuff down now and that's why it's going to take 2 months that's that's going to be interesting listen man anything that helps a lot of people like that hopefully do good and i guess shine a light here is great but the hype it's just like life. Sometimes the hype or the worry is way worse than the actual thing. There's a lot of nonsense and a lot of this and a lot of that. Saturday night was great. I, I, they're going to do it again? Yes. In the same weekend, at the same time, you're rolling a dice here with the weather. I mean, you literally are rolling a dice in November. Be careful. I don't understand why they want the race. And I know the schedule for F1 and whatnot. I get all that. But like why risk it? <laughs> like, why not do it in October? Weather is beautiful in October. Like just rearrange the schedule. Have it be the first, race. have it be the first race in the America circuit versus the last race in the America, in the America circuit. Right. I don't know. It's, you are really, really, really up against it. Cause one of these years, if it does last 10 years, one of these years, halfway decent shot is going to snow. See, good morning to bear Mallings, One Hi. of our resident BBB 
Brigade members. You guys, if you're watching the show, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, all that stuff. But Bear works down on the Strip, and he just came in and said, I'm going to be honest, I live here, I work on the Strip, and I've been almost entirely unbothered by the event. But he was working at Resort World, and now soon to be Fountain Blue. So... Uh, it's it's not a, it's not fair to compare where he worked because there, there's multiple back ways to get to Resorts World that take you way away from everything that had happened. Right. So I mean, if you were working on the other side of the strip, he's working on on the good side of the strip. If you're working on the like literally across the street, <laughs> if he was working across the street at Wynn or Palazzo, his life would have been totally different from having to get there. Perspective. Yeah. I learned that during the marathon when they. Oh. The, the rock and roll marathon. I learned that about oh. having to get to Palazzo coming from my town outside of town. The worst. If I was working at treasure Island, I would have been unaffected, but because I was working at Palazzo, I had my life turned upside down for four yeah. days, trying to get my ass across that strip just to get to where I wanted to go for work. I worked at Cosmo. I was on the, the right side of the strip, if you're saying, and then I worked yeah. at Venetian and Palazzo and I was on the left side of the strip, which was not easy. And there's when you got to cross over from where we're coming from, you either got to go all the way around and come up the back or figure out a way to get to and from work or call in or walk. quit your job or walk. I walked. Yeah, that was I, a different story. Uh, I parked Treasure Island and then I walked and you end up walking a mile to get to work, which is always really fun because you have to go outside. You have to walk all the way over to the bridge, go up and over, go down and they walk to work. Really fun. Not really. Oh. Very annoying. <laughs> um. The answer to the question, as far as watching sports on TV, better on TV or better in person, almost 70% of people said on TV. Yeah. But hockey in person, that was the prevailing. Well, I, look, I, I think college football, too, in person. People were saying college football is better in person than it is on TV. Hard to argue that. And and I think there are very few sporting events left where I would prefer. I mean, I think I like baseball more in person than on TV. There's certain sports where I like to watch different things that I can't see on TV because I'm forced to watch just what they show me. They show you, yep. yep so, yep. like with baseball, all I see is pitcher, catcher, hitter, umpire. Like that's all you really see. Right. I like watching the the movement of the left fielder. I like watching how the shortstop is being positioned. I like how a pickoff play is developing. Like right. I I like that with baseball being in person where I can see what I want to see. But for the vast majority, I mean NFL, there's not even a question. The delays. The replays, the flags, a lot. Uh, I mean, I want to watch it on TV because I want to see everything because it's not meant for the in-person audience for the NFL. It's Stop meant for TV. to say that uh, it is when you when you go and experience it, and then you stay at home and you watch it. I think definitely more people would. Oh, it's that. so. I mean, college does a great job of entertaining. Like they, they want to make they want to make sure college basketball does too, for that matter. How to make sure people are entertained even during the breaks. Yep. But college, but NFL football, they just don't really care. They're just like. Yep, we're good. Like we'll have the dance, we'll have the cheerleaders dance or the dance team dance, and that's about it. Like there's nothing really for the crowd to entertain the crowd while the breaks are happening. And there are so many commercials. You don't realize it when you're watching when you're in an NFL stadium. It's like injury flag, replay, break, injury flag, replay, score, injury flag. Like it's just constant stop, stop, stop. Like it was really hard. When I, you know, when Madeline was was there at the two games I took her to, like she was like, "Why do they stop so much?" Yeah, and it's yeah. yes, it's it's an issue. So, uh, speaking of the NFL, let's get I to wanna, the major. I want to real quick put sure. in the chat too, because a lot of guys are asking. Uh, rather than a poll, we'll put 
your favorite place to stay when you've come to Las Vegas on the strip? Because people were like, oh, Cosmo's the best. Venetian, Palazzo, this and that. I'm watching as things go by. You know, Bears down Resorts World and moving up to the Fountain Blue. When you guys come to Vegas, where is your favorite place to stay? Now, that'll just be, you know, let the let the chat flow and roll. But if you've been here, I'm just curious what people say because it's changing a lot. It's like, not for – it's not – that's what I meant. That's what I meant by the history of the city being so interesting because Las Vegas is very quickly not becoming for the average person. It's becoming – a rich person's place for big events in general, just in general, where we are catering events that are not affordable. We are an event town right now. Super Bowls, F1 races, Golden Knight games, Raider games, soon to be baseball. We are event based more than we ever have been before. And this is an expensive place to go and watch events. Huh? It always has been. And so if you can afford to go to the event, you, you can afford to pay resorts fees and you can afford to pay in $200 hotel rooms and get multiple hotel rooms. Right. Like Vegas used to be a place where you could come multiple times a month. It's not like that anymore. And right. You mentioned that. Like it's, it's just, it's not a place people don't, don't come here nearly as much as they used to. It's a one and done. These guys I, I went and met last night, they come, they all come from Pittsburgh mm -hmm. and it was tremendous because I get the text. I got a surprise guest for you. It was a kid who also played hockey in the town next to me, but went to the same religious school that I did. I haven't seen this kid. He played at Penn state before me. It's a year or two older, okay. but they used to come three times a year. They're down the one trip a year. Now, I mean, they're in their fifties, maybe a little harder to get away, but like they got the casino at home. Right. Well, that's true. Competition, 10 minutes, yeah. 10 minutes away from their that's house. Ne that's never been higher. The competition's never been tougher for Vegas. Right. Yeah, you had to fair. come here to gamble yep. and do everything else. Fair. But that that's why we pivoted, though, right? Like the greatest show on earth. That's why MGM Grand has that whole new – the MGM properties advertised the way that they do because they had to pivot. You know, for the 90s or even like even, you know, when Circus Circus got born, you know, it was put up. It was yeah. that's, That was the boom of this is a family-friendly place. Come with your family. Vegas. Oh, that is was that was a quick pivot, though. That wasn't that <laughs> well, it was there, right? And then it was yeah, that what happens happen. in Vegas stays in Vegas. Come here and cheat on your spouse, and nobody knows. They did all that. That was hyper successful. Right. And now the idea is, well, that's not very PC anymore. So let's figure out how do we market the city. Now it's about come here for your events. Come here for your everything, whatever, whatever it might be, your basketball tournament, your football game, your bowl game, your conference tournament, your national championship game, your Super Bowls, come here, be here. Cause we got all, we can do it easy, quick and better. And we can, frankly, if you're not screwing the road, the roads up, you know, we're, we're going to have a Super Bowl here in February and they're not going to do anything to the roads. It's going to be busy, but they're not going to affect people. <laughs> so we were in LA, we were in Arizona. It's another day. Yep. It's just a busy, it's just a busy day, but it's another day. It's a yep. game, one game. There's 65,000 people that go. I have the people to come for the week leave before yes. the game even starts. Right. Not right. even, you know, they leave on Fridays. Right. So the Super Bowl, I don't know if the Super Bowl is going to have the same. It, it, I don't know what that's going to bring. It's going to bring uh, a lot of eyeballs. It's, it's going to bring, bring the same. No, it'll be, bring every influencer. It's going to bring every single high-end event and party and DJ and group. I mean, I told you, Floyd Mayweather's boxing on Saturday night. I, I saw 
I Floyd is Floyd is boxing. I saw, I saw the guy on on uh, on Saturday. We discussed it. I uh, hopefully guy? going. The guy. I didn't see Champ himself. I saw his right. Yeah, 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 right. I'm, I know who you're asking about. Same guy I know. Good. It was awesome. Good. I said, uh, here's here's really your poll question. There we go. 67% yeah. better on TV or better in person. So nearly seven to three. 70% nearly saying. Places to stay. People selected the Bellagio, the D or Circa, um, MGM, Flamingo for Konowinski. Wow. Um, <laughs> Dave's couch with Emerson. No, that's definitely not happening. Cool. That, 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 with that, or without chaps on. That's not happening. It's either way. That's that's that I'm not good with that. Right. Some Airbnbs uh votes. Boy, gotta be careful with the Airbnbs in these towns because gotta be we, careful. there's so many illegal ones that are that are operating that are gonna get shut down here in the mm-hmm. city. They're they've been very tight with those Airbnb licenses. They don't like those things. Yeah. For the Super Bowl. I mean, that's where we stayed for the you know, when we were in LA, we Airbnb to place. It's gonna be hard to find one during because we don't have that many. They don't like them here in Vegas. They want you at a property. They don't want you at a house. Yeah. LA's, LA's a little different. Phoenix a little different. Wow. I just got a uh, boots on the ground report from our guy in Nashville. Okay. Tyler. He said Vegas costs have risen like all other big cities. He's in all of them because he's out playing poker. Right. right. Said it's 35 to 50 bucks to park in a garage or a lot in downtown Nashville for the day. Yes. Mixed drinks downtown or 16 to $20 a piece. Vegas yes. isn't immune to inflation either. It used, used to be dirt cheap. It's, it's right. It. But Nashville is capitalizing on the same thing that Vegas capitalized on for a while. Nashville has become the bachelor and bachelorette party headquarters of America. So it's it, always been that it is, but the, the amount of people going to Nashville now is incredible. And so they're, they're charging you like Vegas would charge you because right. it's, well, you're going to go to Vegas and spend X or the same to Nashville. And they're picking between the two. And a lot of times the guys come to Vegas and the girls are going to Nashville. Stereotypically speaking, that's what's yeah. going on. The prices are the same because it's the same event, the same amount of money being put out to do very similar things, mind you. But it's a country experience versus more of like a DJ club experience, if you will, if you come here. But that's yeah. I mean, Nashville, I mean, Broadway and second Avenue in Nashville. Absolutely. Yes. Extremely expensive. Like any downtown you know, of a major city in America right now, try parking in New York city. Oh <laughs> you yeah. Know, you know, try parking in Boston, try parking in downtown Philadelphia, you know, go to, go to Rittenhouse square in Philadelphia tonight and tell me how much money you're going to pay to park your car. Like 20 bucks an hour. Wow, the Harrah's and Cherokee's $499 a night on the weekends, and the drinks aren't free. Jeez. Where's that? In Nashville? Cherokee is, uh, I don't know where exactly, Tyler, but I'm sure it's close. Yeah, yeah. in Tennessee. Yeah, I yeah. believe it. Sure. Yeah. Hot, nice high-end casino. Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. So, all right. Uh, the Commanders lose to the Giants. They knock oh. out 235 of the 609 people that were alive in the Circus Survivor contest. We are down to under 400 entries left Damn, for $9 million. Ay, ay, ay. When would you recommend if somebody is so fortunate to be alive after the carnage of this weekend? We have Thursday, Friday, and then we have Sunday. We have mm-hmm. two weeks in the next seven days. <laughs> 
Monday in one week from now, are we under 250 people left? 50 more lose. So is it, I think is we're at like 375, we're like 375 right now. Okay. Um, because I mean, it depends on availability matter? because right. they're all going to pick Dallas or Detroit. I think that's what they've been saving for, right? For this week. Although I think if you have Miami, you might want to use Miami. How insane could it be though, that the commanders losing to the giants that destroys 235 entries, nearly half of the left of the pool the commanders beat the Dallas Cowboys. They could finish the whole damn thing. The Cherokees <laughs> in North Carolina, by the way. Ah, okay. Not, not Tennessee. That's they okay. don't have casinos. That's right. That's right. That's right. So um, yeah, we the carnage for Washington was was brutal because we had some people left that got knocked out. I was texting with one this morning. I was afraid, you know, I was almost gonna have to do a well check mm. as you get that far, and you're like. I don't even know what to say. And then, you know, I said, and he his text back was, I was almost crying, but I bet the Giants, oh. you know, so. Just I in mean, case. The money's no solace. Like, it's it's very little comfort because you've gone basically Deep. 10 weeks and survived, and then you just lose on a situation like that. I told you on Friday, I just, divisional games, don't pick a divisional game. It's hard, but I mean, you know, you got to a point where do you use Jacksonville against Tennessee? That divisional game would have worked. Yep. No, it was hard. There was multiple divisional games all over the place. The I Lions would made you sweat, but yep. they beat the Bears. But that was a divisional game. It could have been a loss. They didn't cover. I mean, like if you had the Dolphins left, they'd be they, like that was that was if you were fortunate enough to have Miami, that would have been great. Or do you roll the dice and use Dallas against the Panthers to get to Thanksgiving and then hope that you have Detroit left to be able to take the Lions? Yeah. It's going to be really interesting to see what the number is heading to after we get – we do the week and we come back on Monday, how many survivor entries are actually left because we will be – remember, there's 20 weeks in this. Yeah. So this is an extra week here for Thanksgiving and then in Black Friday and then again on Sunday – Got to do it again. <laughs> so Three picks in eight days. I didn't realize it. So you had to pick Sunday. Yep. Then either Thursday or Friday, and then Sunday. Sunday. Yep. And that's to get this thing whittled down for the stretch run in December, where you have, you know, you got to. This is, and then the next time Christmas is its own week. <laughs> so like, here we go. Which week twenty? I was I was down at Circus shooting that thing for for those guys for the Survivor. Right. And they brought up the, the Christmas schedule. And I was like, well, if you haven't used the Chiefs, that's your game on Christmas. That's yep. that week. Yep. You better save the Chiefs for But that. who has the Chiefs saved? I don't know. Very I mean, I don't few. know how many weeks I would have picked them up to this point. If There's you no had 10 entries, right? If you had 10 entries and did 10 different picks every single week, I could see you having the Chiefs still available. But the vast majority of people who are going to be left – come Christmas, which is probably going to be under a hundred. We'll have all used Kansas city. I don't think, I think that'll be the majority pick. Like there'll be, there, there's people that have been like saving 60, them like 60, you know, like 60 teams. If there's a hundred teams left on Christmas, you think 60 of them will be on the chiefs? Probably. Woo boy. I don't know about that. That's a lot. That's a big number. Yeah. To get here to say, you're going to hold on again. I don't subscribe to that strategy. Just get to Thanksgiving and then work. And then now you got to plan out. Now every you gotta, single you person look at we it now. talked to and signed up 
that was the mantra. Just yeah. get the Thanksgiving. That's your first order of business. Legitimately, a couple guys was like, just get the Halloween. Right. And then we'll worry about Thanksgiving. You've made it this far. It's 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 gonna be fun. Um it's nine real. million. Nine million. I would, if I had an entry, I would 100% chart out the rest of the year just to see who's available and what you can do and how you can change, obviously, but I would definitely have a plan for the rest of the year. You got to make sure the right teams are left. You got to make sure you got to make sure you get the right teams available because you don't want to have to walk in there and bet the bears. You know, <laughs> you have 9 million riding on Chicago to beat somebody. Um, Chef Benny said he's alive in his survivor. And he has the Chiefs still left. But, it's okay, hold on. But, yeah, I was going to say, it's not the circuit contest, so it's, right. a, it's, a, it's a lot different. You know, it's I a mean, survivor pool. I it's mean, a survivor pool, but it's not. You don't there have hasn't been weeks. many weeks where you go, oh, I'm taking the Chiefs. This is the layup. There's always somebody else to use. Hmm. Okay. And they can, so, the and they can still in lose. That, in that mythical one? I did, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I forget which week I used them, but I, I definitely took the Chiefs. At least one, at some point, I'm actually curious about which week I did. I did take the Chiefs, um, because that would be worth looking. Hold on, I'll look it up because I don't remember. I, I know I did. I don't think you did. You don't think I did? Really? You don't think I did? I don't think you did. Week three. Ravens, Bills, Chiefs, 49ers, Dolphins, Rams, Seahawks, Lions, Browns, and took the Bengals in week 10. Jeez, you would have been up against it with this week. You couldn't use you to use the Cowboys this week then. Yes, that was what I was that's what okay. I was I was saving okay. it for, I would have the Cowboys for Thanksgiving. And then but Sunday, the problem is <laughs> Sunday, I was looking at it going, oh no, week, you know, week 13 is gonna get a lot of people. Every game, every game on the board on Sunday is lined four, three, two, one, or pick. Good luck. <laughs> every Good luck. one. Because there's four games NSD at home against Carolina. Hello. That's a four yes. point. That's the that's the highest spread game. You want to take Baltimore at the Chargers? If you haven't used the Ravens, you probably already have. You oh, can't. Yeah. Yeah, take the Chargers at home. Um, point dogs. I mean, there's four pick 'em games. Houston at home against Jacksonville. Mm. Uh, Arizona at home against the Rams. Kaka. Atlanta at home against the Saints. What? Enjoy in the it. Hell, no, I, yeah. Do you do in Week Twelve? Right, Rainmaker. You're right. Week Three. The Jets, I mean, the Chiefs were a layup in week three. Yes, I took layups. Every layup I took, I just said, okay, if I was in this hypothetically, because I'm probably, because we did not, I didn't do it this year. We didn't do it this year. We didn't do any contests this year because we wanted to do the proxy service. Right. We wanted to get your guys, everything done perfectly, and then talk to you guys who are in the proxy service about whether you care or not if we're in these contests or not. Right. Fairly confident you guys don't care for in Circa. You might care for in the millions just because we get to see everyone's picks, so it's not really fair. So, but most likely will be in the survivor contest next year. So I was like, all right, let's just play it out to see that in my, my philosophy is simply do not overthink it. <laughs> just, 
you know, you have to save. I get it. You got to save certain teams, but the Chiefs in week three was an easy play. There's a lot of bets that were easy plays. Just trying to take the survive and advance methodology and get to this point. Because if you're alive right now, your entry is worth about $25,000. Indy at home against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I just too. If you get through this week, right? Let's say there's, say we're down to 250 entries by the end of week 13. Uh huh. When do you consider selling a piece if somebody approaches you? Me personally? Yeah. I don't. Really? Not even a little? No. I mean, it depends who's coming and with how much. Yeah. But. I've done the work for 12 weeks, and now you want to come in? Well, as long as it means you're along for the ride, I would never sell it to lose control of it. <laughs> like when people would come in and be like, I'll buy your entry, but I'm going to make the picks. No, you're not. Like, <laughs> like, like, if you want in with me, great. Come on in. But you're riding my pick, and we go down together. There's none of this like, well, I'll make the pick for you. Get out of here. No, you're not. So I would recommend not Everybody's selling Everybody's in it. a different situation. I mean, if somebody comes in, you spend a thousand dollars for an entry, and somebody's going to give you a hundred thousand. Oh well, that's yeah. I mean, you but know, the entry's not worth that it. yet, though. It's not worth that yet, though. It it's might be in a week. Yes, in two weeks, and our two two picks on Monday from today, one week from now. Yes, it may forex time. It may it's twenty five thousand right now. It very well might be worth a hundred thousand. Yeah, and yes, I could say if you sell a portion of it, half of it, or someone comes in and says, "Hey, you know, I want in now." Okay, like I, I understand. I would absolutely look for guaranteed money. I always look for guaranteed money in everything I'm doing. So, yes. Theoretically, it's worth, you know, however many entries are left in the money, but still a dime investment. Right. Still got to pick eight more winners. Damn. How far away is that? Like, we're in November. It's Thanksgiving this week. You still got to pick eight more. Damn. Hardest thing to win. I swear it's so hard. Oh, now I mean the first time when it was seven, when it was sixteen weeks. The first survivor pool wasn't that hard. It was hard, but it wasn't that hard. This new twenty-week game that they're playing, yeah, ups the difficulty tremendously. Minnesota at home against the Bears Monday night. Love it. Take it. That's the one. Yeah, take it. If you get, if you get, you get the Vikings left, take it. I, I, yes, Bears don't want to win, as we saw with their with the way they played against the Lions. <laughs> Talk about playing to lose. <laughs> the Chicago played to lose that game. Helped me out because I teased the Lions down to two. Uh, the Bills hammered the Jets. This idea that Aaron Rodgers is coming back is so dumb. There's no way he's coming back, right? This team sucks. Jets, it's beyond Zach Wilson. They suck. Why in the world would you come back? Their offensive line is absolutely atrocious. Their defense right. isn't that even that good. Defense is okay. Defense gets worn down. Yep. They're good, but they're on the field a lot because there's three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. It's the same situation the Steelers had last year. Steelers are having a lot of that same problem this year, and the defense still keeps them in games. But I'd be shocked if he's coming back. Put that in the chat right now. Will Aaron Rodgers come back this year, yes or no? Like, I can't figure out why. I mean, maybe for him to say that he could do it or show them, hey, I'm going to be here. But 
Zach Wilson needed to be pulled like way before halfway through the game yesterday. Just not working. I mean, they, they haven't scored a touchdown in it took them, I think, 10 quarters or something. That's a 41, long time. It was 41 drives. 41 drives. That's their ninth touchdown for the entire season. Yep. None of it made any sense. Tim Boyle, starting quarterback this coming week and beyond for the New York Jets. Announcement <laughs> made today by the Jets. The line went from seven to nine and a half. Tell you what the books think about Tim Boyle. <laughs> I hope that whoever laid it remembers those books well that they got that number at um, come the holiday time. <laughs> like drop off some cookies or something and say thank you. We right. had a lot of guys that used to do that um, between this week in the book. and You didn't uh, find that condescending? No. <laughs> no give, give, people love food. You 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 go somewhere like I mean this is I know you do it. It's different because because you work there, so it's different. You were you your rapport is different than if I'm a, a gambler that I've been knocking you will offer, you know, all season and they show up with cookies saying thanks to the Lions. Just keep coming in. Good. So don't forget it. That's don't go somewhere else. Right. Stay here. Keep coming in. I'll see you for you're gonna bet NBA too. We got NHL wise. Pretty good. You should look at those first periods. How about the college baskets? Ooh. It's picking cherries off a tree right now with college baskets. For betters, I mean, if you're not paying attention to college basketball, all you need to do is kind of watch the board. Right. And you can see these things here, there, whatever. There's a lot of opportunity every day. So, yeah, bring in the cookies, but bet some other stuff. <laughs> Right. Don't just bet one thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for those of you who care, it's halftime. Tennessee is up 30 to 25 on Syracuse. Ooh. So there's a five point lead for CBW seventh, in the house. Syracuse basketball. Seventh ranked Vols. That tournament, we'll get to it in a second, but I'm so bummed because we look, we, we lost maybe my favorite college basketball bet of the entire year. What? Maui Imitational Overs. Wait, I saw this in a rundown. Where are they playing this? Stan Sheriff Arena, Honolulu. Oh. Wildfires closed. They're using that gym as a staging ground for the wildfires. Really? Yeah. So we don't get the we don't get the gym. We don't get those unbelievable Maui soft Wait, rims. So it's going on right now? Yeah. The first game. Syracuse and Tennessee. Oh, I was going to pitch that to Jess to take a flight over and go to some basketball oh. games. I thought it was next week. No, no. It's, it's always over Thanksgiving. Damn it. Yeah, it's always right now. Oh, man. Next week. It's always Thanksgiving. So there's four games today. Yeah. Four, game, four games tomorrow. Okay. Get, get into the championship. But I love, I mean, my goodness, it was one of my favorite bets every year. Overs in Maui were so awesome. Those rims are unbelievable. The shit, the, the sight lines on that gym, so good. Nope. It's a nice arena. I mean, I've, I've actually called two tournaments there in my, in my career for at Stan Sheriff's Arena. It's, it's a, you know, much bigger place, much more typical of a college basketball venue. One of my biggest fears for going on the road, like, like if I was a play-by-play -play guy or, mm -hmm. or or color guy or something, 
I would be so immersed in like getting out and doing the local culture stuff and all this other stuff. I'd be like, you don't ever. That's the problem. You're you're part of the team. You go where the team goes. You I don't have know. A, you, your your downtime is like hours. I know. Well, it's like hours. You're like a window yeah. of like, right. hey, you got a two-hour window, guys. Do what you want. Right. Go do whatever. Go sightsee. Go do whatever you need to go yeah. ahead and go and do. And so like what was better, because the first time I went, I was a college kid. So I was with UMass women's basketball. So I was really tied to them because I was a college kid. So the university had me on their exact schedule. I was a professional when I went the next year, the very next year, same tournament, different school. I was right. being paid to be the voice of Virginia women's basketball, but they built in because of Thanksgiving, their tournament didn't play on Thanksgiving. So we had a whole 24 hours to ourselves. Oh, okay. So on Thanksgiving morning, I got up and I hiked diamond head, went to the top of diamond head. There you and, go. And then I went to my girlfriend's uncle at the time. My girlfriend had an uncle who was having Never met the guy in my life, but I had Thanksgiving dinner with him. First time I ever had fried turkey in my life. Shame. She brought you? I was by myself. She sent me. I was alone on Thanksgiving. I was either Wait with the second. team. You knocked on your girlfriend's <laughs> uncle's door and say, hi, I'm Matt. She sent me. Oh, oh come yeah. on in. Have turkey. Oh, yeah. uh -huh. I knew you were coming. Knew I was coming. Yeah. He's wow. here. I walk in. It's a lot of pressure. Uh, yeah, it was really awkward. It was, it was like, hi, how are you? Like, I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm, Man. you know, with your niece and like, yeah, that's, it was interesting. It was very, it was very different, but it was fun. Cause I'm I never... already having like thoughts like this. Somehow this is going to happen. Like one of my daughters is going to send somebody like to the house or something. Oh yeah. It's like they're, or like, that was always a big thing in our house. Like we had, there were seven of us, my parents, and then the five kids. Right. But like when you brought your boyfriend, girlfriend to the Thanksgiving meal. Oh, that was, yeah. Like I used to, you know, I used to just beg my brothers and sisters, please don't, please be nice. Like, oh, Bonnie, yeah. Please. Bonnie says something like, please, like, you know, and they would make it awkward on purpose. And it was all like a big thing. Oh, God. So now, the I most awkward wait. ones for me was I was dating a girl who was an only child and it was just me, her, her mom, and her mom's new boyfriend. That was awkward. <laughs> that was a very weird Thanksgiving. <laughs> that's where I thought we, that's where I thought we were going to get married. Cause we, we had, we had like the marriage talk right, afterwards. Cause right, like right. you want to talk about having to be real with somebody like you saw the real, real in that in that exchange you saw mom being real because mom has to make sure that the boyfriend feels comfortable and then mom is now with her daughter's boyfriend making sure he's comfortable it was yeah that was that was an interesting day yeah i had multiple different things like that my my thanksgiving was always the the weekend where we went home like that we did it at our house but like we had spouses and yeah other people that like you know in-laws whatever I was always gone. Place. I was always gone because the Iron yeah. Bowl. I couldn't go home. Oh, because it was a big week. The yeah, Iron Bowl yeah, was yeah, yeah. the Iron Bowl was Friday, so I wasn't. I never. You know, when I was in Alabama for five years. I never went home. I was at the game, so I've spent so like Thanksgiving to me really means nothing. Like it, it doesn't have the same. Like I remember as a kid growing up, Thanksgiving meant everything, but for me personally as an adult, I don't really. It's all Christmas. We're already decked in the house. We're already Christmas out completely. Oh, only, wow. only thing left oh. in my house is the tree 
and then do it outside. There's no mention of Thanksgiving at all in my house whatsoever. We have completely yeah. passed it. And see, like over here, there's stuff in fridges. I don't know where it came from. She's <laughs> starting to cooking and all this other stuff. Like this is what my grandmother and mom did mm-hmm. at our house. We would have 12, 15 people sometimes over. And like we played football in the morning. Right. We were always oh, yeah. home. My one Thanksgiving, my first one away was that when I was in Curacao. Oh, in 1997 that's tough it was the, the first most one's bizarre tough. thing first it one was sucks. so hard because yeah. we worked the whole day right and then the one guy who was also from america got a turkey and we went to this restaurant and him and his nephew me and now brother smoke and this other couple who worked in the office Wes and Angela had a Thanksgiving dinner the whole time. I was like, what are we doing? Six misfits. It felt like in Curacao in a place where they're like, why did you want a big Turkey? (laughs) Like we had to have it brought in. Of course. Not native. They had no idea. Like like, why? We didn't care what we were doing, but we, we rented a room. He rented this room in this restaurant. Nice. We've worked all day, booked the games, and then went and had Thanksgiving dinner. Everybody went around a table and said what they were thankful for. It was like Norm tried to do a really good job of making it as normal as possible. It was the most not normal, <laughs> normal thing ever, right? Thing ever. <laughs> it's cool for us because we, we're from Boston. We're from where the first Thanksgiving was. So Madeline, like whenever she's learning about it in school, she's loving to brag. And she's like, yeah, I was born 50, uh, 40 minutes away from Plymouth. And she's like, you know, I, I know where that is. I've been there. Like, you know, yeah. she's so the big like Boston connection that she's very proud of whenever she's learning about it. But like in terms of she will not have what I had, like I had a enormous, I don't know. There probably wasn't a year where there was fewer than 20 people. Correct. That's the, the same th- way our at, house was at the Thanksgiving that I was yeah. at. Cause we had, I mean, in the morning, the Turkey bowl was planned out at, essentially somewhere around Valentine's day or, or, or or St. Patrick's day, Mm. the in-laws would decide who the two captains were going to be. There would be a draft. There would be a coin flip. There'd be the rules that were going to be stated. It got very, very, very heated for about five years. It was as intense of a thing that I've ever been a part of in my life. It was blood. Like Turkey bowl became like a really big thing in my family until my uncle snapped his knee. And when he blew his ACL in the game, that was kind of it. Game over. <laughs> game game over. That was that was yeah. that was like okay. And then I went to college. Everyone went to college, and people went on did other things. Right. But my cousin Joey, my me, and my cousin Chris, we were psychotic with it. We were so right. serious with it. It was so fun. Of course, <laughs> it was so fun. Yeah. It was great. We- Raymaker Lou just came in and said it. I mean, he said it really well here too. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. Younger days, the night before at the bars, the next day, Turkey bowl, and then eating and gambling on all the games. What more could you want? Out no, it's, I agree. It, it's a really fun. It fun. is. That is nails it. Perfect. The Wednesday night, night is the, is, I hated, I always hated Wednesday night because I would, I would always get stuck in a conversation with some accountants who played football at my high school, Oh, who couldn't figure out how the fuck I was doing what I was doing. Oh, and he would constantly go, wait, you, you're doing what, where, 
what on what station? Like they could not put it into their brain that I was working in sports and I was covering all of these major events right. and they, and they were not <laughs> like, like the level of jealousy, like the outward really dr- drunken jealousy that came out on Wednesday night. And I would just sit there with my arms folded and I would just go, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> really? just would, oh my God. It was such a funny, every single Wednesday night, same bar, Justin's in Andover. We would all go there and you see all the same cast of characters and they, oh, it was, it was always really funny. I always laughed. I every, I hated, I don't want to say I hated it, but it was always super awkward to have that conversation going like, just say what you want to say. Like, just, just, just say it. Like, just say like that you're shocked that I have done this, that you had no idea this was going to be my path in life and how you're frustrated because you're stuck in a job behind a desk and you want to know how the hell to get out of it. Wednesday night was awesome. Oh, like it's there just, was it's a, amateur hour a penguin game. Oh, it's complete amateur hour. You go to a place and you yeah. don't leave. Like you can't drive around, but <laughs> there was always a penguin game. It felt like Wednesday night before Thanksgiving. So we would go to the penguin game. We went to a place called Kane saloon. Nice. On a place called West Liberty Avenue in the South Hills in Pittsburgh and Dormont. Everybody knew that that was the place to go and meet. And they had right. a couple pool tables in the back and a balcony up top that nobody went out in December. Cause it was or November. Cause it was usually cold, but it was a great way to just reunite with people that you hadn't seen. And you knew that that was where everybody was going to be. And then sometimes right. you went to the strip and got pizza after or for Manny sandwiches. It just made it a night. Then you played hungover the next morning. Yep. And, you know, you watched the Lions. Then you watched no the title Cowboys. shots, huh? No title what? shots on Wednesday? No, 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 no. Not, not for me. I mean, it was title shot. It might as well have been called title shot Wednesday. Oh, there was a lot of people looking to take a title shot <laughs> on both sides of the counter. Agreed. <laughs> that was not just a men's night. No. You know, they were shooting fish in a barrel, too. Oh, yes. Yeah. Wednesday night before Thanksgiving. It's a weird night here, though, isn't it? Wednesday night before Thanksgiving here is nothing. It is dead as dead could be. No, because we do it every <laughs> We do it. That's called Friday night. That's I was going to say. That's uh, every day that ends in yeah, Y. That's called. Monday, it's nothing Friday. special here in Vegas. That's a Friday night. That's just you know yeah. what we do here. There's nothing all that. I, well, I think like, this is one of the places, you know, where people leave to go somewhere else for Thanksgiving. When you live here, a lot of people go home wherever that is. Go visit relatives. Yeah, fair. Yeah. So this is one of the, the holidays. That yeah. You go back to LA, you go back to Phoenix, you go back to like, if, right. if you can drive it, you drive it or you fly it, you fly it. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I've, I've gone home. I went home last year for both time for Thanksgiving last year and for Christmas last year. And it's not that I didn't like it. It's just that like, I, I really don't like traveling anymore. Like the airline. You got to pick one or the other. I do. That's what I'm doing. So I'm going home for like, I, I, I went home for like three days and four days and i'm just gonna do one big trip now at christmas and and just go because the airports are just not a fun place to be and there's just constant delays everyone's pissed off no one's in a good mood everyone is like get out of my way why is my flight delayed why can't i do this i mean there i think it was 150 flights yesterday were either postponed or canceled delayed or canceled yeah they shut down every every single runway, but one was shut down at at, at McCarran because of the wind. Because of the wind, it was so bad last. So night. you had all those people in town, all of them trying to get out, 
Oh, and you, and you had one runway to get everybody out. It was hours upon hours upon hours. Oh. Delays. So in, you, you had one runway to land and one runway to take off. That's it. <laughs> so like it was a real, it was a serious problem. And the airport, it's so like, I mean, I saw tons of people doing posts on social media, like kill me now. This is horrible. We can't get out of here. I'm so hung over and I got to get on a plane. Like, it's just not fun. So uh, the Thanksgiving travel, it's easier to travel at Christmas time than it is at Thanksgiving because everyone tries to do the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Ask the boys and girls watching the show right now. Are you traveling for Thanksgiving or staying home? Um, let's see, by the way, we are the, the, uh, the result of the first of, of the second poll that we did today. Will Rogers be back? 78% said no for Rogers on that. Um, I still don't know why he would come back. I don't know why. But yeah, put ask the people if they're traveling for, for Thanksgiving uh, or not. I, I I love it. I mean, and, and again, I got my mother-in-law and father-in-law living here at yeah. the house with me and my wife, my three girls. And I've asked people, uh, you know, my mom and sisters and brother-in-laws and nephews are all in Arizona. May shoot down nice. and, and see them. We'll see. I don't know. Um, but it's all, it's all just about being together and doing all that stuff. So hopefully we'll, yeah, I, I think as I've gotten older, what I've learned though, is that like, you just try to make the best of wherever you are. Yeah. Cause I've been, I, I've been home so few times for Thanksgiving that like, I just, to me, I try to make it as fun and as memorable and different as I can. And like for me growing up, like going to the movies was always like a really big thing on Thanksgiving. Absolutely. Night. So we're going to the movies on on Thanksgiving night. We're going to go, go see Wish and Maddie's all, all fired up, fight, you know, psyched about going to go see the film and whatnot. So yeah. like I try to make traditions, different traditions, new traditions that, right. you can keep, that you can keep going with. Yep. Because those were the things that I did when I was little. Like I always looked forward to that Thursday night. Turkey Bowl was awesome, but I always looked forward to a kid. I always looked forward to going to the movies. Movies. Wednesday night, it was go out, party, drink, get up Thursday, play football, then eat and sit in front of the TV set and not move. <laughs> right. For the but entire night. Thursday night movie and then Friday football. Friday football, the day after Thanksgiving, the college games, was such a big deal. I See, we, we played our, our big high school football game that day. That was our oh. big that was our big rivalry game. We played Central Catholic okay. on the Friday after Thanksgiving. So that was always you would go to the football game. The entire town would go to the football game to watch Andover play Central. Mm. Big rivalry. It's changed now. Andover plays North Andover now. I think on that Friday that changed. No longer playing Central Catholic. Um, with that, but yeah, um, I know a bunch of you guys are watching this game for Tennessee. Tyler said this was just the sixth time ever that Syracuse has been an underdog in basketball of more than 12 points in just the fourth time the Vols have been favored by more than 12 away from Knoxville ever. Wow. <laughs> so that game right now is 38-29, Tennessee <laughs> leading Syracuse uh, with 15 to play in the second half. Uh, back to the NFL. The Jaguars destroyed Tennessee. Mm -hmm. I, I had said it on Friday that I wanted to watch it to see if I could learn something about the Jaguars. I think I learned something about the Jaguars. What? They're live. They're going to be a problem. They're not, they may not win the AFC, but they're not an easy out. They play physical football when they don't turn the football over. The Titans are done, but the Jags can be at given the day. The Jaguars can be a problem. I was so glad that I didn't fall for the Titans. Mm -hmm. Like 
you know, because there's been multiple times this season, I'm like, oh, that's the side. Oh, there's value. Oh, there's this. Oh, there's that. And I checked the score, and I was laughing. I'm like, ah, oh, finally. It feels good to not be on them. Dodged a bullet, right? Right. I don't know how much we learned, but Jacksonville at home in the playoffs is going to be a tough game. Yeah. Without Can they be beat? Of course. Are they going to be able to go on the road and win no. in Baltimore or in so, yeah. Kansas City? Eh, yet to be determined. But KC, I could see. I, I don't think Baltimore. Eh, we'll see. But Baltimore without Mark Andrews is just not the same football team. That's going to be brutal. What is the feeling in Steeler Nation after losing 13-10 to the Cleveland Browns? I'll put this on for all the Browns fans. This is the Elf. It's a beautiful day in Cleveland yesterday. Terrible offensive performance. Terrible just, game. Just, if it wasn't for Warren, the Steelers wouldn't have done a damn thing. The he can play. Game. He's running angry. I He's love great. it. He's fun. So, all of, you know, my Pittsburgh brethren in the media at home are ready to – I mean, again, it's Pickett's fault. He's not doing the job. He must be benched. They have to get away from him. They have. Wow, to get... it's Pickett's fault. I, oh. I didn't watch. I didn't watch that game coming away feeling like I would. I mean, they they need a better quarterback, but I don't necessarily think Kenny Pickett's the biggest problem. He's a problem, but he's not the problem. It's just the defense, again, plays so good, and they're mm. playing against a rookie quarterback who found a way to get a win. I mean, the thing was tied 10-10 in the fourth. I thought, you know, Stucky's texting or tweeting, and uh, the Steeler voodoo's coming back. They're going to find a way to win. I started to allow myself to believe it, and I'm watching the game going, I think this is going to end in a tie. <laughs> I really thought it was going to end in a 10-10 tie. And then DTR completed four passes on that final drive. Was impressive. Mm -hmm. All yeah. they needed was one sack there. Yeah. And it would one. have set up back the whole thing. Yeah. They probably don't get a field goal attempt. They couldn't do it. He completed yeah. the passes. They get yeah. the field goal and win. And can the Browns be competitive in the AFC is the question. Why not? <laughs> With that defense, they signed why Joe, not? Because they signed Joe Flacco, <laughs> who is going to be on the Morning. active they signed him yesterday. He's going to be on the active roster next week. Joe Flacco will be a Brown in the Browns uniform. He'll be the backup quarterback. That's why. Even they don't trust DTR. Okay? Even they're like, nah, man. Like, that was fun. Good job. Appreciate it. Even they're not on board going like, yeah, this guy can keep us. <laughs> can take us to a playoff run. That is just proof that as long as one guy believes in you. True. You're still in the game. In oh, life. that's the that's the world, right? All you ever need is one yes. Hundred no's, one yes. All you need is one. <laughs> you got the one from the Browns. So and Flacco the same deal. So wow, Goroff said one star Goroff. Hopefully he's back from San Francisco. Said right. the AFC is down to Casey, Baltimore, or Miami. Fair. Seventy-seven percent people saying no, they're not traveling on Thanksgiving. Wow. Home bodies this this Thanksgiving. Wow. Okay. COVID probably started a lot of that. 
about to mention like here in town there's a lot of stuff going around sicknesses oh my gosh oh man oh yes oh just f1 didn't do it f1 didn't do it better either didn't help right um i don't know if cleveland makes the playoffs that's not going to be an easy game for anybody fair yep i mean if cleveland's a wild card and they go down to jacksonville and play that for the divisional you know as as the divisional winner like that's a hard game i mean can they score they scored 13 points at home you remember when Baltimore did it with Trent Dilford, the quarterback? Yes. quarterback. They yes. did it with defense. Different year, different time, different game. But, yes, I understand your point. Vikings lose to the Broncos on a last-second kick. Another under, thanks to a two-point play that failed. Right. Also the cover <laughs> as well for the Broncos. Vikings. Dog in Vikings the under. Cover, right. Dog in the under come in. I, I really like Josh Dobbs a lot. I, I think the kid's really special and interesting, yep. but I think it's getting a little bit too much. Like Collinsworth was a little bit too much last night. He I was, hear, oh gosh. I, I had the pleasure of watching the game without the sound again. Okay. So you missed all of the flowers being thrown at Josh Dobbs, the entire game by Chris Collinsworth. And like, I love the story too. I bet on him too. I took him two and a half. I teased it. I, I did all of that under, I was all in on the Vikings last night. Yes. But woof, that was something to watch us to listen to. It's it a little bit on the much side for last yep. night, but I like the Vikings. I do. I think they're going to be fun to watch going forward. They're going to be a problem in the NFC. Even after that loss, I think Kevin O'Connell's got a guy that can run the offense better than Kirk cousins could because he's mobile. Right. Can run around, can make plays touchdown run. He made in the second half was pretty impressive. The, First touchdown throw he threw was pretty cool to break a tackle and get a guy open. Mm-hmm. Dobbs creates something different different for that Vikings. And that defense is playing. Brian Flores has that defense playing really, really well. On the other side, I, I mean, could Denver make the playoffs? They've won four in a row. <sighs> Their schedule was not that bad. They're what do they have? Five wins? They're five and five? They're five and five. Yep. They're two. They're right now. They're one game back of the Steelers for the final wild card spot. So five and five is in the hunt. Six and five Bills. Five and five Colts. Five and five Broncos. Five and five Bengals. AFC is a jumbled mess at the moment. Broncos have Cleveland at home this week. That's a tough game. Broncos schedule is home for the Cleveland Browns mm-hmm. at the Texans at the Chargers at the Lions. That's not they fun. have a three game roadie. Yeah. In consecutive weeks. Yikes. Oh boy. And then home for the Patriots home for the Chargers and at the Raiders to end the year. Home for the Patriots home for the who Chargers. And then at, at the Raiders here last week of the season. Yep. January 7th. Wow. It's hard to imagine that you may be, that that the survivor might be alive in January. You may be coming down to January 7th, a week into the new year, 2024. Wow. Denver or Buffalo make the playoffs. Good question, CBW. Which one? Which one? Buffalo. They're six and five. They already have a, I mean, they have a, a buy coming up, but. I mean, with a game in hand, yeah, but 
Their schedule's tough. Bill's schedule was very difficult, yes. Steelers are in the wow. playoffs. I mean, does it surprise you that Pittsburgh's in the playoffs as of today? Yeah, it does. But I, I still think that it's possible. Mm-hmm. I told you, I, I think they're based on their schedule. Like, I don't know if nine and eight is going to be good enough, though. I really don't. Can they win four more games? Here are here's Pittsburgh's schedule. They play at the Bengals. No Joe Burrow. Right. Home for the Cardinals. Okay. Home for the Patriots. Okay. At the Colts. Okay. Home for the Bengals. Yeah. No, Joe, no Joe Burrow. At the Seahawks. All right. At the Ravens. There's Why four, not? There's four wins in there. There's four wins there. It's possible. Bengals, Cardinals, Patriots. You should win the next three games. And the Colts, too. You can win that game on the road against the Colts. You can win the next four games. They could be sitting there at 10 and four. Wow, it's Pick them at one place. Otherwise, the Steelers are one-point favorites in Cincy this week. Oh, hate that. They should be. Oh. They win it by three, 13-10. 34 is the total. Yep. 34. Under. Game closed under. yesterday, 33. It wasn't even close in our under. Yep. competition between points in the Steelers and Browns game versus points in the Iowa-Illinois game. College game had more which is what we said, which is good. But they both went under. Oof, terrible. Terrible. To college football we go. Uh, FSU loses Jordan Travis for the year in a horrific leg break injury that just <sighs> stinks. He I didn't watch it. Was it bad? Oh. It was bad, right? Like <sighs> when, when I get the thing, like don't watch it if you get – and I was like, you know what? I don't want to watch it. Remember Willis McGahee? Yes. Same. Oh, that type of injury. Snap. Like instant. No question. You're done. Like that. It will, no need for a report. Like you, you're done. Like everyone oh. knew it. The second he did it, you're done. They go to 30 to one to win it all. Now here's the question. They've got Florida this weekend. This Roadheimer kid, road, road maker kid, highly touted, highly touted, played decent against North Alabama coming in in relief. Have a whole week of practice to get him ready. They beat Florida. Uh -huh. They were they were ten and a half point favorites. I don't know what they're going to be now. Maybe three. Hold on. Let's look. Um, was this the excuse that the committee needs to keep him out? This is this is where I'm going. Yes. Because you're not the same team, despite the fact that you are undefeated. Yeah. Are they going to lose the ACC championship game anyway? No. Who, to Louisville? No. Why not? No. Mm -mm. They're going to win out. They're going to beat Florida, and they're going to beat Louisville. They're going to beat – they're going to be undefeated. They're going to be 13-0, and I cannot wait to see what the committee does because they are nowhere near. They're going to squeak by Florida. They're going to squeak by Louisville. They're going to win both games. And the committee is going to be sitting there going, what the hell do we do? Because if we put a, a, a number four number next to Florida State and they play Georgia or they play Michigan, they're going to get housed. Oh, yeah. 
So in the in the if you're gonna do the best four teams, how do you keep Florida State in the four? But Six then again, my favorite at Florida. Okay, there were ten, so Jordan Travis is worth 50. four points. Yeah, fifty is the total. So if they win out and it, like say the kid shows some competency, right? Say the backup comes in and plays relatively well. I I think what are you be- saying if you leave them out? None that's of it's pro- important. That's the problem, right? If you leave them out as an undefeated ACC champion, which is a conference that's not going anywhere, by the way, so you can't do the Pac-12 thing with Washington and Oregon and be like, well, you're not going to be there anyway, so it doesn't matter. You can't do that. ACC is not going anywhere. You have an undefeated Florida State team, a conference champion. I think they will look for every reason to put a one-loss team in over them. I just don't know if they're going to be able to do it. They're losing that game. They're going to be double-digit dogs, maybe even two touchdown dogs. One of the best betting opportunities was when they went to this playoff thing, and Notre Dame was playing Alabama. They were 16-and-a-half-point right. dogs. And we knew in droves. Like, we were, we could have laid up to, like, 24. Mm. And people were betting Notre Dame, like taking them on the money line, taking them right. plus the points. And we were just like, they're not on the same level, on any level. Not, I mean, it's one guy, it's the quarterback, and he was, you know, in, in a running for Heisman, all this other stuff. It's a shame he got hurt. But if they go 13-0, and 0, mm-hmm. and the committee goes, you know, it was a great regular season. It's awesome. You guys won your championship. These are all the prerequisites to get in the playoff. But scrap it. <laughs> enjoy the bowl game you go to because the, 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 the your guy's not there, so you're going to lose. We need a competitive television show yeah. in game. Right. Well, thanks for coming can't happen it can't but i'm prepared for it to happen it's college football it's what it's what we're the this is why it's so stupid what we do it's the dumbest way ever to determine a champion that we allow people in a boardroom to say whether or not you're good enough and if you're alabama <laughs> if you're a one loss alabama team and you beat georgia be the number one team in the country and you have a one-loss Georgia in a one-loss Alabama and an undefeated Michigan. One-loss Texas who beat Alabama too. Don't forget them. Fair. No, they're in the argument. I, I agree. They're there. They're the, they're the problematic child in all of this. In they're the problem for the Alabama side because you're going to have a one-loss Oregon team and maybe a one-loss Washington team. There may only be one undefeated team when we get to the playoff. Right then, what are you gonna do? Then what do you do? Now we're then splitting hairs in a really bad way. But here's the problem: there might be two undefeated teams, and it might right. be Michigan, and it might be Florida State. They're both in. <laughs> if they're both in, it is Armageddon chaos for the last two spots. Yeah, it is. There's gonna it's be a lot Ohio of State, talking to a lot Washington, of a lot of Oregon, right. <laughs> Ohio State, Washington, Oregon, Georgia, Alabama, <laughs> right. for two spots. Yeah. What do you do with that? That's really hard. It's all going to work out. I'm telling you. It, it normally does. It, somehow Louisville will win. Probably oh. take Florida State out. Okay. I don't think so. I don't know. Ask the chat. If Florida State's undefeated, are they in? Ask the, ask the people. If Florida State's undefeated, are they in the playoff? Yes or no? I would vote. I'm voting yes. As soon as this pops up in the chat, which again, if you're watching the show live on the YouTube, it's a participative show. 
We love and value every single one of you to take the time out of your day to watch and be here with us and communicate with each other. You give me ideas. I give you ideas. It all works out. P. Ralph sitting here making sure it all stays together. If Florida State is undefeated or in the college football playoff, absolutely yes, Dan. Absolute yes. I hope you're right. I do. My 30, my 10 to 1 ticket hopes that you're right because I want to be able to hedge off of it because I will hedge heavy off of it. Oh, man. Whitrock said this has the potential to be the most fun playoff chaos ever. It absolutely does. It does or it could be nothing. Or it could, or like you just said, it could work itself out because it all comes down. This game has a lot to say because Michigan is favored for the first time in five years over Ohio State. They both won. Michigan a little more difficult than Ohio State, but Michigan did win. What do you make of if this is a blowout one way or the other? Because it this might blow out one way or the other. The team that gets blown out is going to the Rose Bowls. I would agree, right? Because if Ohio State blows out Michigan, which I think is possible, they're going to send. They listen. They want them out. They do. 100%. We don't need Jim Harbaugh coming back to the Big Ten Championship and then going to the playoff yep. if you're the NCAA. You can see clearly there's something behind the scenes or something. They don't want that. Mm-hmm. So Ohio State wins convincingly. Bye-bye. Enjoy the Rose Bowl. We'll see you in Pasadena. Yeah, I agree. If I guess maybe Oregon. out Ohio <laughs> State, you can't even justify giving them the one loss yeah. over – someone of these other teams. I don't think so. Michigan versus Oregon would be incredible or versus Washington would be incredible in the Rose Bowl. A Rose Bowl, that'd be awesome. Send it out. Send it out with a bang. Michigan, Oregon or Michigan, Washington. That'd be fun. It's going to be hard to live up to. Last year's Rose Bowl was Penn State, Utah with like 100 points, right? Right, yeah. It was a lot of fun. Oh, that was so much fun. But yeah, one lost Big Ten team is out. I at the CBW. No debate. Yeah, no debate. Although, again, if They're Ohio always, State if lose. Ohio State loses the game 23-20. Oh, here we go. All right. Cover the spread. Close game. Last second field goal. Okay, now what? Go ahead, continue. I don't think Ohio State's 100% out. I don't think it's a it's a it's a for sure like cross their name off the list. How that game goes on Saturday will have a lot to say about whether or not a one loss Big Ten team could have a chance. I'm not saying they get in to have a chance. Ohio State's win, the committee has already stated that that Penn State win over Ohio State was very significant for them. They value that Ohio a lot. Ohio State win over Penn State. Yes. What did I say? You sorry. said reversed. Oh, sorry. Ohio I wish State, Penn State beat Ohio Sorry, State. Ohio State's win over Penn State was heavily valued by the committee. Now, maybe it's been devalued as the year has gone on, but they're going to end the year 10-2. and two, And they're going to look at the other resumes in Michigan's resume – the only other great win they've got is going to be Penn State. So Penn State, Ohio State, they're over. If they lose to Ohio State, they have one loss. Michigan is gone. Like Michigan, a one-loss Michigan team is not getting in, period. But a one-loss Ohio State team, I don't know. There may be something to be said about that. They may have a shot, outside shot. They never shot. let the one-loss Big Ten teams. Fair. Not with other options. Fair. You're right. There's just so many – because. Do, do they want two SEC teams? Do they want two Big always. Ten teams? They always. They would prefer two SEC. I would agree with you. They would prefer Alabama, Georgia, to be in it. I would completely agree. Can they find their way to that? Maybe. Bama's got to beat Auburn this coming weekend, which they probably will. Auburn just lost. <laughs> yeah, 
a game that I cannot. They paid How one. The hell they, they paid one point eight million dollars to, <laughs> and they got beat at home. That is an unbelievable loss that can only be described as like completely stunning. So Alabama should kill Auburn this weekend, and then they'll sit there and they'll go to the SEC championship game and have a chance to take on Georgia. And if they beat Georgia, they'll have the best win of anybody with one loss. Better than Texas. Alabama? Yes. But they lost to Texas. But they have a better Texas's best win is over Alabama. Alabama's win over Georgia is better than the win over them. What's the purpose of playing head to head though? It's just the way the game flies. It's it's the Pac-12. It's a, I mean, look, Texas did not look great against Iowa State. They got away from them in the fourth quarter, but that was a, a hard game. game. Six to three in the third quarter, right? It was a complete, like, you know, slobber knocker of a football game. Alabama goes in there and beats Georgia. Look at the resume. LSU, Tennessee. Oh, they're in. I don't right? even know why we're discussing. They're in. <laughs> if Bama beats Georgia, they're in. They're in. And then you, you're down to the winner of the Ohio State-Michigan game. Florida State, if they go undefeated, well, we have we have over I don't know how many votes, but it's eighty three percent right now. Florida State is undefeated; or they in the College Football Playoff. If you're here watching the show, go vote in the pool. That at least is real. I think if they find a way to keep them out, then they can make all these other big schools happy. But they got to keep Florida State in if they're undefeated. So they're in. It's going to be awesome. Third, I mean Friday. There's games that are going to ultimately like Oregon's playing Oregon state, right? Yeah. On, Civil war. On, yeah. Uh, yeah. On Friday. Yeah. Um, I wasn't very impressed with Oregon state against Washington. They should have won that game. Left so many opportunities on the field. Did it? My bones hurt watching that game. With Cold. All that wet. Cold. Nasty. Rain, yeah. But that was their, that was their type of game though. Right. That was their environment. It's Washington's too, I guess. But I thought I thought the Beavers were going to win that game, and they had different opportunities to take advantage. Uh, Michael Penix can throw a football. Like I'm not sure how good of a pro he'll be, but as a college quarterback, he can throw a football. Yeah, he's got. LL is in here. He said he think it goes the Bama Georgia winner, the Ohio State Michigan winner, okay, Oregon Washington winner, okay, and Texas Tech. No, not I'm, I'm not listening to that. No. Texas has not looked good. They've not been impressive. They've, I mean, if they had a Heisman Trophy candidate quarterback, and if they were, I mean, no, I, I don't see it. They've taken care of business. They've beaten Alabama, but the Oklahoma loss is really going to stink. It's going to stick out. It's a bad loss to Oklahoma. I don't know. I think they're going to find if they can find a way to get them in. I think they will. I mean, obviously, it's the audience. It's the size. It's Texas. It's the burnt gigantic. Yeah, think about it. Think about the name brand. If it's Georgia, Texas, Michigan, Florida State, it's pretty good. It's it's a TV show, right? Different parts of the country, big brands, like big stuff. Yeah, it's a TV show. So always keep that in mind that it it is ultimately a TV show. One more quick one before tonight on Monday Night Football. UNLV man, nine and two. They beat Air Force after them. Barry Odom. Hello, kidding what me? A win. How are they not in the top win? 25? It's a great question. 
really is. It's an awesome question. It's just no one's paying attention because it's Mountain West football. You're absolutely right. Why aren't they ranked? They should be ranked. They are, are they, yeah, they're receiving votes. It's Utah, NC State, UNLV. So they're 28th, technically. Oh, yeah, they should be 25th. They least. should be, I mean, look, I, I mean, Tennessee is seven and four. They're 25th. I mean, come on, bro. Nine and two. Nine and two. I don't know. Georgia whooped up. Georgia makes everybody look bad, though. So yep. that that's, I don't know if I would just kick them out or not vote for them, but watching UNLV, it's fun. It's just neat because it's never really happened while I've been here. It's 1979. They started playing college football in 1979. They've had three nine-win seasons. Since 1979. Yeah, so this is this is a big deal. They are three-point favorites this week at home against San Jose State. And they are 10-1 ATS. Just FYI. <laughs> they are the number one team in sports betting. The best record against the number. And they, and they play in the home of sports betting in America. <laughs> and they have the best number, the best record of anybody else. Books cannot get that that team right. I mean, this number seems right. Yeah, fair. Three point favorite, San Jose State. I mean, I got to go back and look at. They're five and five. They just sorry, they're six and five. They just became bowl eligible. This game means nothing to San Jose State. I think UNLV is going to kill them. They got to win this. This is a big game for UNLV. They got to win this game to get into the Mountain West Conference Championship, and they host it here. They win against San Jose State. They host it at Allegiant. Oh, there has to be. If that happens, there has to be a big push to fill the place. Oh, my God. There, there, has, to, there has to be a gigantic. Yeah. I mean, it has to be look like Raider oh, game stuff. It's going to be. Yeah. It has it, to be. be. That, yeah, that, yeah. That, I feel like obligated to go. Agreed. Like and take the kids and say, Agreed. look, this is this is a big event. Like, Agreed. You know, it may not yes. be a big event in your world. Like, it'll be a big event in Kelsey's world because she's a yeah, you know, in my world there. too. Your world teaching there. Yeah. Um, did you said Air Force was ranked two weeks ago before they shat the bed? Correct. How was UNLV not ranked? Fair. They were also undefeated. You Air Force was. Yes. Yeah. That's why they were ranked. They were undefeated. Then they lost at home and they lost at Hawaii. And now they lost to UNLV. I mean, the the wacko, like, dog-eat-dog world of the Mountain West Conference, when you watch it, is pretty crazy. I mean, like, they've all beaten each other. And UNLV just was able to avoid that second loss. Because they lost to Fresno. Kansas City, by the way. Do we got anybody in Kansas City on the ground? I mean, they, they just showed Orlovsky. He looks Nasty. like he's freezing. Nasty. Well, let's go to the game. Hey. Before we let go of sports grid. Yeah. Eagles Chiefs. Under. 45 and a half. Cold, wet, rainy, nasty. Been there. No fun. <laughs> no fun. We're seriously reevaluating whether we're going to go to Pittsburgh or not for that Patriots Steeler game. I don't Cold, cold. I don't know if I have it in me, Piro. Not wet. I can deal with cold and snow. Like I hated that. That 40 degree temperature when it's not cold enough to snow and it's drizzly and it's windy. Wintry mix. No thanks. Words. The worst. Sorry, Will. I hate wintry mix. I fucking hate <laughs> wintry mix. Yep. Wintry mix is what made me pick up, call the phone, and move to Curacao. 
Yeah. I had had enough. I was on the sideline of that game. It started as rain. It The night turned into night, and it started to snow, and the flurries was going down my back. I'll never forget it. Enough of that. That's what it looks like tonight in Kansas City. The number's going up. It's 46. I don't get that at all. Oh, I do. No. Nope. I do. Oh, I yeah. don't. The weather. Chiefs know, defense is why I don't get it. Show. I think a lot of times bad weather helps the offense. Maybe, but it, it, it's not just bad weather. It's just the way these teams play. The defense is going to win this game. Yep. Either team. Yep. I would agree. It's not about the offenses. Nope. Agreed. It's not. The you can't do The Chiefs' the offense isn't any good. Chiefs' offense is oh. not good. Is it? You have Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. You don't think that everyone now knows what to do with Travis Kelsey? It's not Taylor Swift, guys. Got nothing to do with Taylor Swift. Defense oh, just, just know how to take away Travis Kelsey. Here we go. Taylor's not going to be there, so it doesn't matter. The in laws are meeting. It's the dumb. If that happens, if they show that for more than two seconds, I'm going to punch my TV. I, I don't need to see. Not, not, I don't not, need to not, see. Not Thanksgiving week. I can't. Please do not show me. I don't need Travis Kelsey. You're going to see it once. Show me in the pregame. Show me once, and that's it. Get out of it, and I'm done. Okay. Show me Taylor. I get why Taylor's not going to be there. She's not present. Stop. I don't care about the Swifts and the Kelseys meeting. It means nothing to me. So don't show it to me tonight. Like I don't need it. You're going to bet it either, but the the book's out. The book is out. Take away Kelsey, make someone else beat you. And the chiefs really don't have that many other guys that can beat you. Jalen hurts wins this game tonight. Ask the chat. KC minus two and a half. It's too late. Eagles plus two and a half. We'll do it a second. We'll do it. Well, no, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll reveal the, the answer on BBB bonus time, which is coming up here in a minute, but put that poll up there. I'm curious because I I don't know. Like, I've seen the line today. Chris went to three. Yep. It lasted six minutes. Went <laughs> right. right back to two and a don't, half. Yeah. Everyone's waiting on Eagles plus three. Thank you. It just, it's great because it literally is sitting right there. Yep. We saw Denver against Minnesota last night. Primetime game with a total 43. Game goes under. It never went to three. And it fell one. I don't know who who you who you bet. I mean, the guys are voting in the chat. KC, KC, KC money line. KC it's great. Money everyone's line. on the ch- everyone's. This is awesome. Ah. I love this. Everyone's quoting the Andy Reid ATS record after a buy. I love it. Keep on spewing it. Throw it all out there. I love it. It's phenomenal. I'll just say this so we can come back tomorrow. And I get to, you, you can laugh at me when, when I'm wrong. What Eagles money line Eagles plus two plus eight and a half under 51 and a half under 45 and a half. Damn son. All bets made so far on this game. All of it. Go green. Oh Go birds. Go birds. I am all, I am all, I am on the Eagles tonight. I didn't see that one coming. I am on the Eagles on a variety of ways tonight in this game. I had a very good day yesterday. I went eight and oh on my picks on Sunday on my bets on Sunday. Yeah. I went eight and oh. With so the props and stuff too. Everything swept oh, it. I swept Lord, the. I swept the whole board. So I, I, I'm feeling very good today. So I'm coming out and I'm firing multiple times on this game tonight. Chiefs blow them out. I'm dead. <laughs> wow! Fly, Eagles, fly! Wow! 
I normally right. don't like I normally aren't I'm not a very big Eagles person, but when it comes right. to the Chiefs, your enemy of your enemy is your friend. And that's where I am here tonight. <laughs> enemy of your enemy is your friend. Whoa. <laughs> really? So that's where I am tonight. Are you putting a chat up in BBB bonus time? Or are you letting these guys just vote in the chat? Uh, well, regardless, I'll, I'll figure that out on the other side. If you guys are live on YouTube yeah. and Twitter, don't move. If you guys are watching on replay on SiriusXM or on SportsGrid TV, we'll see you guys tomorrow. For you guys live, we get you for bonus time. So what do you, you want the can question? I, can I make a proposal? Sure. Run this by you. It has been nonstop, nonstop that I've seen Peyton and Eli talking about coming to Vegas and hanging out with them at Caesars and getting a ticket to the game and all that stuff. Yeah. Can you and I film a commercial uh, like that and we'll just go stand in front of somewhere and say, come to Vegas and meet us. We live here. We'll put on up we'll each put on a sport coat. It'll be fun. Where do you we'll want to air this? To shoot it. Where, where do you want to air this said commercial? On our Twitter feeds, on our YouTube channel, on our show. Okay. You know. Hey. Yeah. There's all sense. of you are coming to Vegas, but none of you live here. We live here. True. We'll see you in February. We don't have True. tickets to the game. We don't. But, but we'll there may be the there may be something. There may be a, a way of, of meeting us and, and hanging out with us and you know, a Super Bowl gathering. Right. We could go and watch the game in a book. We've done that. I've done that for 20 years here. So we could hook that up. Whatever you want. But I, I, I was kicking that around. I'm like, I got to watch this commercial for the next, I don't know, three months. Yes, you do. Right. So, you know, well, just a little parody. Sport often. coat with matching BVB hats and you wearing a jersey underneath the sport coat has been suggested in the chat. Really? I like that idea. Sounds like a great idea. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. I like I like that a lot. So we'll see how that happens. Um, okay. So we talked about it a, I'll, a little. I'll put on a jersey under the coat. But they but so they'll think like, oh, well, is that Dave jinxing them or is that Dave who he likes? Oh, or, interesting. Know? Yeah. Oh, which team? Right? Good point. Yeah. Which Throw team? I mean, that'd be very Throw important. Yeah, it's true. Throw a curveball. Although we couldn't air that. Got to be careful with the logos and whatnot, but yeah, oh, we'll yeah. hide the logo, just the colors, yeah, just the colors. Yeah, but like we'll cover up. The oh, I've, I've, I've got that jersey that doesn't have any team logos on it. You wear that, so that's a, it's a, it's a jersey, but it's not actually a you know, it has a color of a team that may actually get here. So maybe there's a thing there. So uh, again, so no Maui Invitational in Maui is being played in Honolulu at the home of Hawaii. Stan Sheriff Arena. So Purdue Gonzaga today. Totals 154 and a half. Purdue is laying five on this one. time. Is this game? It's afternoon. It's a phenomenal game. Holy best God. best game of the day. This is the best game of the season so far. Yeah. Two o'clock our time. Five o'clock Eastern. Guess what I'm doing after the show? Yeah, it's a really good game. I'm going to get lunch and watch some basketball. Especially because you've got Zach Eady up against this Huff kid for Gonzaga. He's 6'10. He's like a Drew Timmy clone. Zag, you know, Zags always have a big guy who can play. Now, Edie is 7'4, okay, but he's 6'10. It's not short. <laughs> it's gonna be a, a really interesting battle. I think Gonzaga runs them. I think they're gonna try to run Edie 
into the bench. Tire the hell of him out. I expect a really fun game. Purdue minus five. What? The line is Purdue minus five or five and a half. I know. That's where it says Purdue minus five. You think Gonzaga's going to run him out? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Run tempo. Not Oh, not, oh, not oh, oh. I thought you're making a case right there for Gonzaga money. Oh, I think Gonzaga wins. I do. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think Gonzaga wins. Really? Yeah, I do. Uh-huh. I think Gonzaga wins. Yes. But I, look, I'm, I'm not, I'm never a big Matt Painter fan. I can't. I've seen Purdue has blown so many games. Matt Painter is the king of the chokes when you're favored and you're a highly ranked team. I, especially Painter against Mark Few. Ah, give me the Zags. Uh, give, give me the Zags. So I, I like Gonzaga to win the game, but my favorite play is I like the over in the game. I, I think this is going to be a fast game today. Purdue wants to slow it down. I think Gonzaga forces the, forces the issue. Oh, I so like Purdue in this game. Have you watched much of Purdue yet? No. This is the number one versus number three offense for efficiency in the country. 154 and a half. Yep. Over. Wow. Number really hasn't I don't know if this was better to book it. I got Purdue. It is. Oh, well, no. Okay, good. The, t- the total is, but the, the, the side's not. But the total oh, you is. like over? Yeah. I guess the way you just said that. All right. Yeah. Let me see. Prefer the over. Oh, boy. Okay. Lower 80s, upper lower 80s, upper 70s. Uh, second game is UCLA Marquette, or I guess this is the last game. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What? You know, there's another game after the Purdue Gonzaga game. Yeah, it's Kansas. There. It's Kansas against Chaminade. Numbers 42 and a half. I just hit refresh because I thought my eyes were gone. Yeah. Or that number 42 is you the know, biggest number I've ever seen for a college basketball game. No, it's been bigger at is it they're a D2 school, Dave. I know. Shamanas D2 against the number one team in the country. 42? They're gonna win by nine. They can win. It's literally named their score. Whatever Kansas wants to win by, they can win by. So you would lay this before you would take this? A hundred percent I would lay this before I would take this. There's no way in hell I'm taking the points with Chaminade. No way. Uh-uh. With Hunter Dixon, he could score 40 himself. They don't have no answer to that kid. It's the best player in college basketball. It's going on. Trust me. Bet him to go 20 and 20 tonight. That's what Dickinson's going to go tonight. Minimum 20 and 20. Wow. Only way he doesn't, he doesn't play enough because they're up 100 to 10. Chaminade is a D2 school playing the number one national championship contending KU Jayhawks. Not worth betting, not worth watching. An absolute. What about the game after that? That's this one. UCLA Marquette. Very much excited to watch this. It's a hell of a basketball game, though. It is, but UCLA hasn't been great. They're one and two ATS on the year. They've played games at home against very lesser opponents and looked kind of disinterested. Marquette just went to Illinois and won on the road. This is, I'm putting my money where my mouth is with my love of Marquette tonight. I love, I like the over. I like the side better. Oh, I mean, first blush, I like dog and under, but I, I again, only the, the under could come in because UCLA can really grind it. Right. That, that, because that's how Cronin wants to play. So that's why I didn't bet it. Cause there is a, there is the, the chance the numbers moved from 138 and a half last night up to 141 and a half. So the money overnight came in on the over. So I, right. I, I'm with the I'm with the money on the over. I think that I came close to betting it. I didn't. And the, the number went from five and a half to six. I'm on Marquette five and a half. And 
I want it under six. This is the if you haven't bet this game yet, this is the this is the top. I would not go to, if it goes to six and a half, I wouldn't bet it. I would, I would stay off it or take the dog. But I don't think Marquette wins by double digits, but I do think Marquette wins by a couple of buckets. Chris Brady came in the chat and just said Marquette first half minus three, minus like fifteen for him. I like it. It's a, good, it's a good play. And the other ranked team in New York is UConn, Texas, which is going to be that's a big game. A lot of this is what UConn tonight, fans. Too? That's tonight. Yep. Yeah, there's three really good basketball games tonight. See, like this is so much fun. This week was always crazy in the book. There's just too much going on and right. everybody's taking time off and <laughs> manage the stuff. Right. And like, right. you're watching stuff that you normally don't. And like, you know, I would have guys going, wait, why is Calgary this or that? I'm like, please don't touch the hockey. Please, please, please. <laughs> Cause you know, they gotta, they gotta do it. Cause there's like two people in old joint right. watching everything this week until Thursday. The mm-hmm. bosses all take off Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Oh, wow. Nobody's around. No emails get answered. Nothing happens. Oh, but there's a zillion college basketball games. This is stealth, a good game. Yep. Oh, no, this is not stealth. This is a good game. It's not even stealth. This is a good game. UConn people are going to come out in droves. When they play in New York, you know, stores empties. They all go. Huge home court advantage. People are looking for a reason to get out of Connecticut every day, no? Uh Uh-huh. And this is a big one. To go watch their team play a ranked Texas team at the Garden. This game's at 4 o'clock. Yeah. I like UConn to cover. Oh, wow. See, I, 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 again, I lean dog in a lot of these neutral site games, mm-hmm. but I lean, see, I'm um, the opposite. I lean, I, I think the favorites far more likely to cover in neutral site games. Okay. Huh. Especially in tournament games because you're playing a lot of games in multiple days. Talent right. tends to win. Talent tends to win. Now, unless it's conference tournament games in the non-conference, I tend to lead towards the favorite because the games get lopsided in the non-conference. Right. You play teams right. you haven't seen before. Conference tournament games, yeah, I'm very much on the dog for conference tournament, non, you know, neutral site games. Tyler said he's on the UCLA Bruins in that late game okay. against Marquette. Uh, Connecticut, Texas, I guess we'll watch and see. Louisville plays at Indiana. Yeah. Indiana's minus eight. That game's coming up in five minutes. Yeah, that's why it was a blowout. That's blowout. a blowout, right? Yeah, that's a, that's not a competitive. Louisville has been one of the worst college basketball teams in recent memory. Their program is an absolute dumpster fire. And it used to be so. When Rick was there, oh yeah, it was amazing. When, when Rick was there, that Denny Crum with the yep. comb over, they always yep. had a good team. Yeah, no, it's it's a big problem. I mean, that's a basketball town state. For Louisville right. to be as bad as they've been, it's been really hard. It's been tough to stomach. Wow. With how bad Louisville's been over the last five, you know, two years in particular, but last five years that haven't been good either. Right. Um, a couple of quick hockey games. Yep. Edmonton, Florida. It's a pick tonight. Total seven. Over. I mean, it has to be right. <laughs> First blush, yeah. How do you not how do you bet under this I game? To be honest, I didn't look at one. I knew there was a big slate of hockey today, but I didn't yeah. look at the matchups. This is why very important we have to keep doing the show, not just for the brigade and the people that watch the show, but for me and you, mm. because you will point out something and I'll go, Oh yeah, I'm supposed to look at that. Wow. Seven under 30 is the prevailing number. Now tie seven tie. These bots and all these people, they just keep betting like just the number I get it, but I would, I'm good with the book, you know, them laying the juice on under seven and we need over. Right. 
Bruins are at Tampa. Kind of a short favorite of minus 135 on the road. Up. Oh, it is? Of course. What's it now? 140, 142. Yeah. Go higher. You want Tampa? I would bet Tampa with stolen money. No, can't do that. You can't do that. Can't do that at all. Uh, Rangers at Dallas, same price or was same price. Good hockey game. This is the game of the night. Wow. Rangers Dallas is the game of the night in hockey. Oh man. Over. Wow. Really? Yeah. It's going down to five and a half. It's going Rangers down. Dallas is painted six. Oh, it's five and a half of certain books. Now it's six. Yeah. Okay. There's only one five and a half left DraftKings. Okay. Yeah, there's multiple this morning. Uh oh, I like over. Dallas is turning into an over team. I know. Weird. It's like, I what's know. going on? And the Rangers now have just the Rangers can skate. They're really they don't play defense. Like, they just score. I, I'm I'm I really like the way the Rangers play. It's fun. And I bet them on Saturday against the devils and I just on the money line. Cause it was a pick. It was a pick them price. Right. They won five to three. Like that's a game that would have gone under like all the time. Mm. <laughs> like that would have been an under mm. game. And then eight goals being scored. Didn't just go over. It flew over. So I was like, huh? It's uh, like they took the reins off a little bit and said, skate, score, skate, score. Um, Sidewise, slight lean to Dallas, to Dallas at yeah. home. I Agreed. get it. I mean, the, the Rangers are really good at home and but, on the road. They're good. Yeah. Uh, over. Interesting. And then finally, Vancouver. I bring this up. You can do the puck line fade if you want. It's minus 145. It's getting very expensive to fade the Sharks on the road. This is when I would not bet the Sharks on the puck line at home anymore. I would take that off, but I would bet them on the, I bet against them on the puck line on the road. But is Vancouver worth a shot to win the cup? <laughs> The prices are really long. Listen, you, you can get 30 to one. Yeah, the eight seed has won the cup before. It can happen. Uh, I, I don't know. You think, you think Vancouver's going to be the eight seed? I don't know. It's, are they going to win a division? I mean, I don't think they beat the Knights, but I mean. So, okay, so that means they're a minimum four seed. They're 12, five, and one. one, two, or three. So are they going to be the best? Team that didn't win a division, probably not. I don't know. I mean, just look at the way they've played right now. I mean, they've got 25 points. If they had 25 points, they'd be leading every division but one. They'd be tied for the Metropolitan. They'd be leading the West. They'd be leading the Central. And they'd be just behind the Bruins. Right. I mean, they've gotten off to a really good start. They're six one and one at home. They got to get home ice, right? They're gonna house the sharks tonight. They're gonna house the sharks tonight. Three eighty money line, puck line. I mean, you can't bet a money line. Holy crap! The puck line. You could you can bet them on the puck line. Six and a half's a total. I think under. Maybe. San Jose only scores one or two goals. I was gonna say. Four yep. ones a final with that. At home, though, all of a sudden, San Jose scoring. Five which is like, wait, what? Yeah. Yes, I think under is probably a decent shot. Right. Time for better. To- Let's rip through these. Eagles plus two and a half. 
at it. I mean, we're dressed like freaking <laughs> and Dick Vermeil. Dick Vermeil. Oh, he's still a chief guy in my mind, but yes. Uh, plus eight and a half, under 51 and a half. Same game teaser. I mean, for the purposes of the show, I have to say book it again because that's what we do with the teasers. But that's pretty good. I don't know which side loses. 10-point 10, 10 win for the Chiefs. That's how. I don't think there's any way in hell this game goes over 51 and a half. No, but 20 to 10. Eh, I lose. lose. That's I lose right. Both, I lose both bets at 20 to 10. Eagles victory is what I'm going to need. Uh, yeah. Under 45 and a half. Oh, you're spreading the whole thing. You're going told you I'm all, spraying all, it. I'm going, going all, going all. I in like here. this bet. Going in, going in. Uh Timberwolves laying three against the Knicks tonight at home. Basketball. Yeah. What the? Minnesota's beaten Boston. They beaten Denver. Beaten Golden State. Keep the Minnesota train rolling at home. Minnesota at home. Why? Why is it so short? Because the Knicks are on Knicks have won three games in a row in this road trip. This is the fifth game of the five game road trip, though. First game back for the T Wolves to start a homestand. Oh, give me the dog. Why? I'll take the three. I'll be, I'll, really? I'll say book it. Why? Yeah. First game back, and the Knicks are on a three game winning streak on the road. Five game road trip. They've won three games in a row. Lost to Boston and won the next three. Keep it close. Probably comes down to the last bucket. That's I'll fine. take the yeah. three. I'll lay the three. Uh, Purdue Gonzaga over 154 and a half, like I mentioned. Oh, I'll trust your judgment on this and say bet it. Okay. And then finally, Marquette laying five and a half against UCLA. I like dog. Okay. I can't, like dog. Go, can't go with McCronin. Um, super chat question. Chef Benny, a season B's parlay tonight is... Plus 115. Celtics against Charlotte laying nine. Oh, geez. Bruins up against Tampa laying minus 135. That's plus money? Plus 115, yeah. And a boy, Chef B. We got to copyright that. The B's and C's parlay brought to you by the BBB yeah. and the Brigade. I love it. I think that wins. I mean, what, what the Celtics aren't losing to Charlotte. No. So CBW. you make an unbelievable masterful performance by the Tampa Bay goalie, and somehow <laughs> they beat the Bruins. But that got to be money, the B's oh. and C's. Tennessee covered 73-56. Syracuse got housed. They play the loser of the Zags-Purdue game tomorrow. What's that number going to be tomorrow? <laughs> they were 12.5-point dogs today to, to, ten to Tennessee. Oh, the hell is Syracuse oh, <laughs> to Gonzaga or Purdue? Ooh, boy, it's going to be bad. Um, Bear Mulling said, Sterling wants Max at 145 for UFC 300. Aljamain Sterling wants to fight Max Holloway. Wants a payday, huh? I, I, I'm not really a fan of that. C's might be sitting Porzingis. Doesn't matter, though. They, they they sat Porzingis and Brown and still won against Philadelphia. Did you sit there playing back-to-back -back and barely beat Memphis last night? Take caution. That's true, but... I don't know. They're not losing to Charlotte. No, I don't think so either. It's not one of those games. Charlotte's bad. Lose. Charlotte's bad. I don't know, Bear. It's a great question. I think Sterling wants a payday, and that's about it. Everyone's after Max. After Max went through the hell week with David Goggins and got a ton of run and publicity for his fight coming up here next month. 
I mean, I don't know. The, the, this, the, the UFC is becoming a, a fight. They're all copying what Dana White wants, which is big fights and big money fights, and I don't really blame them for that. But, I mean, the competitive nature of Max Holloway says he'll be in any fight he gets into, but I don't really need to see Aljamain Sterling fight Max. That's not really – at 145? Like, I, I, don't, I don't know. That, that doesn't really do – it's interesting, but – kind of like the pfl buying bellator it's like it's interesting but it doesn't really do it for me i'm like okay that's fine uh favorite thing about today is what um so i told you before You're the show blow my mind right that yeah um so yesterday i go down to caesars to meet my high school friend danny p not high school my grade school friend this was the kid that I was grew up from. I think I met him at kindergarten at five. We hung out together, played sports together until he was 10. He moved again three miles away, and I didn't see him again until high school. I mean, didn't have a car or whatever, you know. So we hang out and talk for five hours. Brother Jeff is there. This guy, Scott who we went to religious school together and we were the rebels of the class. Like we joke about it. Now we're like, we're probably the misfits back then. And like, we probably there's a lot of doctors and lawyers and people running hedge funds and other stuff in this religious school class, but we made it through, we played hockey and it was great to see him. He's coaching hockey now with his boys. He's got three boys finished the night. It's one 30 in the morning last night. I'm walking out of Caesars and I turn because there's one joint open to eat and I'm starving the DeFerra pizza place. So I'm like, this is a terrible decision, but I'm starving and I need to eat something before I drive home. So I said, I'll get a piece of pizza. So I turn. Otherwise I was going right to the exit up the parking garage, get my car and go home. I turn and go to the pizza place. And as I turn, there's a couple people there. There's not that many people there. And this kid turns to me and goes, hey, man, Dave, BVB? And I go, yeah. He goes, I I can't believe it. And I said, well, what's your name? Alec. I said, Alex. Okay. Nice to meet you. Shake his hand. It's soaking wet. He's like, I'm sorry. My palms are wet. I just washed my hands. I just came from the bathroom. I'm like, it's fine. It's okay. Yeah. He goes, I got to tell you something. You and Peralt saved my life. I go, what? What? He goes, COVID messed everything up so much for me. And I found the Daily Juice. And I've been listening to the Daily Juice since. I found your guys' show. And I listen every day. He said, I'm telling you. And he's getting choked up to the point of almost crying. Whoa. And I'm like, hey, man, like, you know, just relax. He's like, no, I'm, he goes, I feel like I know you. I've, you know, I, I've listened and learned so much. I was living in Georgia and I was married and Whoa. I'm now since divorced. It was Sorry. a bad move. Sorry. We're, I was driving back to Vegas. I'm in Mississippi. 
with all my stuff and I got a call to come work at the book. They said, can you be here tomorrow for the interview? And I was like, um, I'm in Mississippi and I'm dragging my stuff, but I'll try. He ends up getting a job in a book here in town. He knows a lot of the same people we know. Wow. And we exchanged phone numbers at the end of the conversation. And he said, I mean it when I say you and Matt literally kept me breathing. I appreciate BVB's honesty and how genuine and real you guys are. Working at unsaid name book, but I can tell you yeah. off the air. Okay. I see a whole bunch of bullshit and pretending. You guys have created an amazing community slash family. And that's just the reflection of the men you and Matt are. <laughs> Feel free to share whatever you'd like of my story. Oof. When you talk to Matt, let him know how much y'all really did for me. Oof. I messaged him on Instagram from blank his account a couple times. He might remember me again. If you all need anything with anything, reach out. I'll definitely help. Whoa. And I said to him, Alex, I came down here to meet my friends from grade school and talk to them. But the reason that we met right now, there's no sense in us meeting right now. I turned left only because of that pizza place was open. He happened to be coming out of the bathroom. He goes, Dave, I never go to this bathroom when I'm here. <laughs> I always go to the other one, but I came here because the person was cleaning that bathroom and had a sign on it. Mm. And I said, we would have never crossed paths in our lives until right now. It was, I walked to my car going, I don't know what you're doing, but thank you because I was so excited to meet him. He was in such a dark place. Oof. Like, a dark place, P-Roll, like to the point where he's a young kid and COVID had him so distraught and he was going through the worst part of his marriage and it was a disaster to the point where he thought about driving his car off a ramp, driving his car into telephone poles. Mm. And I was like, he shared that with me. I was so humbled. He said, you guys have to keep doing that show. <laughs> well, we got to meet him. We need to get him a hat, man. I appreciate that. And it's funny because he says he learned of BVB through the juice. My favorite thing is an email that came to us over the weekend who says from Mark says, Matt and Dave, I learned about your show through Dave on a different show and I've made the journey over to BVB. Your show is life changing. I cannot go a day without watching and it's the best show in the business stay the course keep up the good work Law lawyer mark in chicago wow do you know awesome. who that is? do you know who that is i thought you might know who that is not by that moniker but there's a chance i might i don't know so That's and then our, our guy d stout yep. wrote us wrote us something that that i think he, he wants you to hear and everybody can hear as i read it says, Matt and Dave, I cannot thank you both enough. We just finished Harvest here in Southwest Minnesota, and those late nights, I would rewatch the show for entertainment to keep me awake throughout the night. 
I've never in my years of farming found something that I keep me awake during those late nights of hours of farming to keep me from falling asleep at the wheel of the tractor combine. We have now completed our quest. All the equipment is back home and is in the process of getting a fresh wa wash, wax, and inspection before 2024 for the spring planting begins. You two have not only taught me the responsibilities of sports betting, but keeping a positive attitude about life. My father, who is almost 64 now, a man who has never taken a day off in his life, his entire life, tends to have a shitty attitude once in a while. I have to remind him that our lives could be way worse. I follow up with today about a shitty day, but yes, tomorrow the sun will rise to the east and set to the west. Tomorrow's a new day. Let's make the best of it. Never straight, but always forward. My goal is to meet the two of you guys in real life if time allows it. And boy, do I wish for that dream to come true if time does allow it. Best regards, the Harvest Crew at Stout Farms. Regard our guy D Stout. People keep asking why we're doing the fucking show. <laughs> I wish we were doing it for money. One day. It's it's it's, it's fine. It's fine. Whatever's going to come is going to come. But making these connections to people, it's life-changing for us. It is. There's no debate. The show saved me, as you guys know. That's <laughs> I mean, what I'm saying. Like if I, I didn't have it, if I wasn't doing this show during the divorce, I don't know what the hell would have happened. It would have been an, I don't know what would have gone on. Honestly, I've told you that before. Like, like you guys tell the stories of like how the show is saved. Yes, I am in the same boat <laughs> with where I am, where I was, what I was contemplating, what I was struggling with. So don't feel like you guys are in, you know, these are isolated unique stories but they're not so isolated they are very a common thread that runs through the brigade which is just so real. real i wanted to so call real. you at two o'clock in the morning last night to tell, tell you me. About i'm like oh my god i, <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I yes. can't wait and he texted me this morning like just to thank me again for taking it's awesome i don't know eight minutes it's... to listen to his story and 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 it was just and it was awesome and he is one of many that we don't know about. Like there's, there's right. other people. It's, it's awesome. Aid proxy service has allowed us to touch people and meet people in person, shake their hand, wish them luck, get their picks every week. That's great. Hopefully that grows. We meet more people. The show, you guys are pushing it, finding people. We're doing as much as we can off of the air to, to keep growing it. I, I it's just enjoy the game and show up tomorrow ish time. That's all. Amen. Thank you for being here. Brigade. We love you guys. Hashtag BVB brigade on social. We love to see that everywhere we go. We're back tomorrow. Like subscribe and all the good stuff. BVB back on a Tuesday, which is really like a Thursday for us because roll call Friday will be roll call Wednesday. Wednesday. Just FYI. Keep that in mind. Back tomorrow.